How's it going, everybody? You are tuned into my Mike and I podcast. I am your host, Noah Alvarez. A really quick reminder, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. So be sure to like, share, follow us, subscribe to us, and share us with your friends. Also, if you like this show, please leave a rating and a review. Kind of give an idea to new listeners of what the show is all about. I really appreciate it. Now, before we get into the show, uh, I did want to I wish you guys, hope you guys are having a wonderful week thus far. Cinco de Mayo just passed. Hope you guys had a safe holiday and celebrated responsibly. Also, Mother's Day is around the corner. And I kind of want to do a quick little rant about that. You know, Mother's Day is one of those cool times of the year where everyone seems to kind of do a little something extra for your mother. Um, I think you should, you know, be nice and be respectful and be very warm to your mother 365 days of the year, 24-7. I've come to learn in my life that there's no one going to be there for you, ride or die, like your mother is. Um, I think my mother, in my specifically my life, has been the backbone. Um, she's been the backbone to my support system, always support, very supportive of me no matter what venture of life I go through, whether I was going through school, whether I was playing sports, whether she knows a little bit about it or knows a lot about it, a lot about the subject that I'm getting into. So very cool. Thanks. You know, again, mom, she's always listening to these podcasts, so I'm sure she'll greatly appreciate this and know this too, folks. When we you know, talk about the Mother's Day holiday, a lot of it's surrounded by capitalism and it's, oh, you got to spend, spend, spend on material things or, or take your mom out somewhere fancy to this, you know, five star restaurant. You know, sometimes mothers just want to spend time with their kids um, good quality time too, not times on your phone or times where you're focused on something else. Just, you know, take a moment out of your weekend, take a moment out of your day or take a moment out of whatever time you're spending with your mother this Mother's Day weekend. Just to kind of like zero in and really have a genuine conversation. I know that can be hard sometimes in today's society where we, you know, have so much technology, so much information being thrown at us. We have so much available at our fingertips on our phones. But, you know, truly, you know, when, when you when you spend time with your mom or just spend time with anyone for that matter, you know, try to have those intimate moments. And I'm sure your mom will appreciate that just as much as she would, you know, the new you know, purse or a new fancy restaurant you take her out to or whatever material things that you might be thinking of her because it's not all about the materialistic things. Just to kind of recap the last few episodes before we get into this episode, on last week's show, I had two friends, Knife and Alex, they're big moviegoers. We talked about Avengers Endgame. So if you hadn't had a chance to see it last week and you've seen it within the past week, I definitely recommend you go and watch that movie. We break down the plot, the sad parts, the fun parts. We'll go over what's in store next for the Marvel Comics universe, so it's a pretty fun conversation with those two guys. The week before was the NFL Mock Draft show I did with Joseph and Max. That's a pretty fun show, too, even though the NFL Draft has already passed us. You know, definitely recommend you go back and listen and see how many picks we got right. We actually did hit on a few picks, so that's pretty exciting when you do a Mock Draft and, you know, some of the picks are actually what you predicted. Um, and then this week's show, this week's show is a follow-up to the NFL Mock Draft. So Joseph and Max hop back on, and we're, we're developing pretty good chemistry, hopefully going forward. They could be kind of my, my football guys that we go to for NFL, NFL conversations. But we go over the NFL drafts. We kind of recap what our teams did. Max is a Bengals fan, Joseph's a Raiders fan, and I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. So we kind of recap what our three teams did. We also go over not all 32 teams, but of the 32 teams, the drafts that we liked, the drafts we didn't like. So I would say we probably touch on a good 10 to 12 drafts. Obviously, it's, you know, it's very time consuming and we don't have all the time in the world or just all the knowledge to go over all 32 NFL teams. Nonetheless, we dive into some of the teams 
that we thought did really well and the teams that we thought really did poorly. And we're looking at you, New York Giants. Uh, and nonetheless, after that conversation, we, we do dive into a little bit of uh, a way too early predictions. We go game by game for the Bengals, Panthers, Raiders, and kind of predict our wins, losses. We share some very hot takes about the Cam, you know, Cam Newton, about the Bengals, about the Raiders, about different players here and there. TJ Hawkinson was involved. Um, it's a fun conversation. Truly, it is. After the way too early game by game predictions, we also kind of predict the six teams to come out of the NFC and the AFC. Super fun conversation for all you football fans. Like I said, you know, football is my bread and butter. So every chance I get it, every time I get a chance to talk about football on the podcast, I always make sure to hit it out the park. And definitely Joseph and Max, as I said earlier, developing some pretty good chemistry. So hopefully going forward, we can have more NFL based podcast with them on board. Again, I'm Noah Alvarez. Hope you guys like the latest episode of my Mike and I. the NFL draft just ended guys and let's just go ahead and start with our favorite teams Joseph the Raiders they had a lot of hype going in a lot of expectations four picks in the top 35 how did you think they did overall I actually liked what they did and I hated the Cleveland Farrell pick in the moment I freaked out in our group message but uh I went back looked it over read some recaps from people that get paid more money to do this than I do and I actually really enjoyed the pick. I think it's going to work out pretty good. And uh, I actually like getting Trayvon Mullen in the second round. I thought that was a good deal. Trade back a couple times. It was nice. Yeah, it was kind of a surprise. Like I think that was probably the up until Daniel Jones at six. Mm-hmm. Like That was the biggest surprise in the top I was 10. so happy they took Daniel Jones so that we weren't the bums in the first round. Yeah, exactly. You guys weren't the, the people. The, they basically stole the line. Yeah, from we don't, I'd have to deal with that for two hours. Yeah. No, but seriously, Cleveland Farrell, I thought it was a good player. I wanted him to go to 16 to the Panthers. He's a good, I think he'll be a good 4-3 defensive end. And we talked about in the in the, in the mock draft show, he might not get the double-digit sack numbers, but he's going to play really tough against the run and get you seven to nine sacks a year. So. Exactly. He's a good high floor guy. I think that's exactly. that was the theme in the Raiders. Um, what about the Bengals, Max? How do you think they did? Uh, the Bengals are getting a bunch of good grades from all the guys who get paid to do this stuff, but... Personally, as a fan, I, I wasn't big on their draft. They take Jonah Williams at number 11, which is probably the best pick, but just not – it's not a sexy pick whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never liked drafting a tackle, but, I mean, if that works, that works. Um, I'd say the worst pick was Drew Sample in the second round mm-hmm. as a tight end. I'm not sure how they, they're the only team in the NFL that had him uh, with a second-round grade. Yeah. Um, I was shocked with, uh, especially we we traded back with Greedy on the board, and then uh, when the time came, I, I can't remember who I was. I wanted them to get, but uh, we ended up getting Drew Sample, and that was someone that I didn't do any pre-draft research on, or mm-hmm. I didn't even think we needed a tight end. Um, it's pretty funny they re-signed a tackle in Bobby Hart, who's probably not probably going to be a backup, and yeah. then they re-signed C.J. Uzama who's also probably going to be a backup, and then they draft a tackle on a tight end. So, not great. Um, I am stoked about the two running backs in the late rounds, Travion Williams and uh, Rodney Anderson. Um, there's a scout who said Rodney Anderson probably most comparable to David Johnson when healthy. And uh, Travion, uh, Will- Travion Williams, I think. Travion yeah. Williams is probably comparable to Gio Bernard, so that would be nice. Not uh, getting some help for Mixon and 
not relying on him too much. Yeah, from what I know about those two, they're both really fast. Like they're kind of the scat back type. They can catch the ball, and especially in today's NFL, you need you know one or two, three different running backs in the backfield because running backs are those guys that can get injured so often and the less of a load you could take off of Joe Mixon's legs and you know even if it's just for five handoffs and and three reception targets you know that will definitely help getting those two running backs but yeah definitely surprising for example always taking offensive line (laughs) is never never sexy but definitely it'll help I'm sure Andy Dalton in the run game too Jonah Williams I like um for the Panthers for me I really like their draft as well just to kind of go, they went best player available in Brian Burns. I didn't really think he was going to be there at 16, and I was he was. So surprised. I think just the way the draft fell, the Steelers traded up for um, Bush, Devin Bush, yeah. and then the, the Redskins took you know had magically Haskins. had Dwayne Haskins fall to them, and you also had the Giants taking Daniel Jones at six. So just all the stars kind of aligned. Will Greer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, later in the third round they drafted Will Greer, but I also like their second round pick, um, Greg Little. You know, getting an offensive lineman. I wanted Andre Dillard, but since he got drafted in the first round, Greg Little is probably like you know third or fourth best um, pass blocking offensive tackle. So I think he helps a big need. And their first two rounds, they got two really two of their biggest needs: a pass rusher and a pass protector. So I like Will Greer. He's a good insurance pick. I didn't think Will Greer would start such a like hot commodity in like national media markets, <laughs> like ESPN, Fox saying he's gonna take Cam Newton's job. And it's like, no, you're stupid if you. Yeah, think I have. I really didn't even think Will Greer was that good. No, I saw, I saw a lot that of that. I, I think he's good. His arm's a little weak, but I feel like – I don't know if that's like the front office kind of telling Cam, like, you know, you're not untouchable, mm-hmm. basically. Which, I think it's a good insurance pick, though, because Cam had his whole shoulder thing last year where he, he could yeah. throw the ball 15, 10, 20 yards. And, uh, yeah. and um, he just he's a player who takes a lot of hits, so it's a good insurance pick to have. I think it's very similar to Tom Brady and Jimmy, Jimmy G's situation. Yeah. If he's – if Greer ends up being good and does make some starts here and teams are interested, he becomes uh, of trade value. Even you could trade him for a second or third round pick in two, three years when he does develop into something good, um, good enough to become a starter for another team. Or if Cam Newton, you know, does get injured and he, he's never returning to the same, um, he'll be good in spot starts where he can take over the starting. I think it's a really good insurance pick for sure. And then I like some of the guys too they had later in the draft. I mean, Christian Miller was. And Alabama, I like Alabama pass rushers, and yeah. he's one of those guys who always kind of hurt, and he never found the field early because there's so many good pass rushers at Alabama. But definitely a solid draft for the Carolina Panthers. Any other drafts you guys liked in this year? I absolutely love the Giants draft. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm just kidding. I was gonna say uh, uh, <laughs> makes one of us. <laughs> no, but for what someone, oh, think about it. I, I really like the Browns draft. Mm-hmm. They they essentially traded. A starting safety, an average starting safety, uh-huh. and the number seventeen pick for Odell Beckham. So you drafted Odell Beckham in the first round on a pretty average contract. It's the highest in the league, but they had so much salary cap space that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then they get freaking greedy. Most people's number one corner in the second round. Mm-hmm. Everyone says that they kind of blew the rest of the draft, but they're pretty deep. And they have so much top end talent now that they uh, they project really well. And yeah, that, that's an easy pick to make, but it's easy for a reason. They 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 balled out. <laughs> yeah, greedy falling to the second round was a big surprise. Another big fall, the Redskins getting Dwayne Haskins. I mean, yeah. the whole time, like I always thought they were gonna have to trade up to get Dwayne or just to get up a, a good quarterback in general. What do you think about Montez Sweat? Montez Sweat 
That was I. He fell for a reason. Yeah, because it was heart issues. I think it was more than the heart. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. He had character things. People said he was lazy. That he didn't care about football. And those are tough things to get from like a D end who has a heart issue. Like right. If he was just a a, a regular. But the heart, the heart issue, from what I, from what I remember, the heart issue was kind of like the week of thing, and up until that week, he was getting mocked in the top ten. Correct. No, so it's kind of like Mohurst. No, I know he definitely had the issue all um, the whole pre-draft process, Mm -hmm. and at the combine, it became an issue. People started dropping him again, and then I think at his pro day, it got cleared, and then again, like you said, week of the draft, someone somewhere said something, and he fell. I think I heard more off-field stuff with him. Yeah, but the the off-field stuff started creeping even more, and you, you, I don't know the kid. So, but when you hear things like "doesn't care about the game," "can't be coached," "can't yell at him," what kind of player is that? Like, why would you want to invest your first round pick in that kind of guy? That's what's tough. When I mean, can, when you could draft Daniel Jones six, <laughs> exactly. I, <laughs> it's tough because I was pretty high on Montez. So I think he's a he's a talented player. I mean, a lot of people think he's a top ten talent, but um, sometimes I I think. And, and Bleacher Report, Matt Miller and them talk about it a lot. Some people kind of throw rumors or they make yeah. things bigger than what they need to. Kind of like yeah. the Mel Earth situation and he fell off the boards because teams will throw out these different things that they heard about him maybe to stray away and keep teams from drafting him. I know they, um, Laramie Tunsil, I mean the whole, oh, yeah. like his, him smoking out of the gas mask literally came out the night before and guess what? He fell to the yeah. Miami Dolphins out of nowhere but he was a top 20 projected pick. Yeah. So sometimes... It's weird how like the timeliness of things can like fall right before the draft and really hurt a guy's do, stock. Do you think he'll be successful in Washington? Washington's an interesting fit. They don't have a like. No, their D line's good. Their D line is yeah, good. No, like, but he, he can learn from Kerrigan. He can I... learn from Kerrigan, but they don't like. He's gonna be kind of thrown into a starting position, but yeah. the defense is kind of solid around him. Yeah. So I think he'll, he'll be solid. I, I think mean, of all places for him to fall, that was probably the, one of the better. I think that was a, that was a fall. weird pick for Washington. I think. I mean, you're. I mean, I don't even know if you'd call it rebuild because they're going to have Haskins and he's probably playing right away. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, well, they have Keenum too. So Keenum is not yeah. bad, but he's not good. So right. Ke- Keenum can start four games for you and get you two and two. Yeah, look at what he did with the or, Vikings. Yeah. Or if he comes out hot, he's, you're three and one, and then you put in Haskins week six, week seven, and you have a chance to... Yeah, I'm playing somewhere. I'm playing Haskins like right away. Yeah. Like, no. if, he, if he's not ready, you don't want to... Th- those first six games don't really matter because mm-hmm. yeah. you're probably not going to win anything this season anyway. So don't stunt the development. Yeah, that's and true. The, that's the, true. Red- the Redskins were kind of like a sneaky good team. They missed the playoffs last year, but yeah, and I don't have their exact record, but I believe they were kind of like in the mix until the the until just Alex the divisional Smith. games. Like yeah, yeah the divisional until Alex games Smith's injury really, but they have a good pieces to build around. They're getting Darius Geis back. They have Jonathan mm-hmm. Allen and Drawn Payne on the defensive line. Josh Norman at corner. So they have some solid pieces. Landon Ryan Collins. Kerrigan. And they That's, just got Landon I Collins. I think they, their receivers are kind of weak. Um, they did draft uh, Bryce Love. Right, yeah, which bad. I think Bryce Love's going to put some competition in that room. It's a little crowded. AP, Chris yeah. Thompson, Geis, and Love. Which, I mean, if those are going to be four guys, that's fine. It's just One of those guys getting traded. I don't, think, sure. I don't think Bryce Love sees the field. I, I think... Probably I think, not. He's coming AP, off ACL. Like, yeah. I, I mean, think AP will be the odd man out. AP Thompson guys, I think that's a good one. I think AP makes the team and then gets cut like week four, the same way he did in New Orleans. <laughs> that's gonna yeah, say, just kind of like New Orleans, where they just didn't have a spot for them. They had Ingram and Kamara, so it's like, hey, you're the third best out of you know mm-hmm. two really good running backs. Uh, we'd rather, but he'll go somewhere like Arizona um, that year when he went to Arizona, right? And he, yeah. he played well. He yeah, played he played well, well enough, enough to get him another job. So um, I think I'm hoping that happens for him at least. 
Because he'll get left. I can kind of see him going to, like, the Jets or something. Like, week four. Him and Le'Veon. Like, kind of help Le'Veon out. Um, and I'm just... I'm hoping the Jets do well. Their draft was a little confusing. Um, they kind of seemed to, like, get unlucky and just kind of be... Like, I could tell that Quinn and Williams probably wasn't their first choice. But I think that was BPA. Yeah. Um, but another team I think had a really good draft is the Bears. Another team without a first-rounder. Uh, only had five picks in the whole draft, but they end up getting David Montgomery, who's going to plug and play right away. Yeah, my favorite running back in the draft. <laughs> and then Riley Ridley. You see how they barely – they only took two corners in the whole draft. So uh, they can kind of made a statement saying, like, their defense is good. They have, you know, Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith. And, Eddie Jackson. Uh, Eddie Jackson. And I, so their defense is set. I think they just tried to get more pieces for Trubisky. Mm-hmm. And um, – you know, I think that's a team to watch out for for sure. I think Trubisky is going to take that uh, third year leap this year. Yeah. Do you really? I, I really, I really think so. I, I think do he, not think so at all. I think he is the I best think that guy. Is hurting. It's too, it's too a small of a sample size for me to tell. Like I'm waiting. Yeah. To me, this is kind of like my wait and see year. If um, if I was a GM of the team, and between the four quarterbacks in the NFC North, give me Trubisky. Yeah. So let's go to the four: Trubisky, R- Kirk, Rogers, and Stafford. If, taking, I'm, if I'm a GM, taking Rogers, I'm taking into I mean, I'm taking into account the, the salary that we have. Oh, okay. It's the best value, youngest. No. Port- I, I, I don't know. need Rogers on my team. I don't want Stafford, and I'm not paying Cousins. All right, I'll take I, Stafford. I think Stafford, thing, Stafford is a better talent than Trubisky, so is but is not. the The contract is too inflated for the amount of value he brings. Yeah, to the team. Mm-hmm. so I I can see the go the Trubisky route because then it allows you to go get a. Kobe I think back. you're just saying like Rogers over Trubisky, probably. No, no, I'm t- I'm I, I have a point. So then he you come with Rogers. Rogers value matches his salary because he makes these round six, round seven receivers mm-hmm. good enough to go. Like no one had ever heard of Martez Valdez Scantling yeah. last yeah. year. No one. And then he's <laughs> balling out for four or five weeks, and then you turn around and. Equimina St. Brown is yeah. balling out, and then yeah. nobody after nobody after nobody's balling out because mm-hmm. he's the goat. Well, he's he's not the goat, it's but rating. he carry, but he carries. But he he has goat arm talent, right? Like, he's ridiculous. So he he is, I, I would he, say Rogers all day. Yeah, he is the best quarterback. Trubisky. currently with, in the past like salary. decade or I think whatever. The salary, him and the other one who I think will hold up is that Wilson salary. Mm, I think yeah. Russell Wilson salary is yeah. going to be worth it. Yeah, I'll I, take Russell. Yeah, yeah, but then you have like then you end up in no man's land with paying quarterbacks, and you end up with freaking Stafford. You end up with Derek Carr. You end up with yeah. when Cap got his big deal. When all these guys who you're like, all right, Flacco, you're, Flacco's a, yeah. the main one. <laughs> but all these guys who are like, you won a little bit, but now we have to pay you, and we don't want to lose a starter. So it just turns into this whole thing. But Th- that's why I like the Bears because they're able to pay Khalil Mack, and then yeah, they still no, have a good enough guy. A smart yeah. Deal. But he's definitely. I guess if you're trying to compare it to like a young quarterback, like a Jared Goff, I, I would take Jared Goff. Yeah, over, yeah, oh yeah, over, yeah, over Trubisky. Trubisky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. So, he, but he's. I think he is good enough, especially with that defense. If you make that defense stacked enough, and you put some good, they got better offensive weapons too. That's the thing. Like, yeah. I don't think they had as good of offensive weapons around Trubisky that could stay healthy on the field. But I think he'll, especially with Montgomery. Yeah, I think he was he was the year after Goff, so I think he takes like Goff took a leap last year. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, I'm hoping for again. I, that's probably again. I don't want no cousins. I don't want Stafford at all. And like Rogers is Rogers, um, but I think yeah, he takes a leap, and they they probably take the division. Yeah, I think another team you mentioned it in the um, the mock draft show, Joseph. That your girlfriend's family is all Broncos fans. I really like what they did in this least uh, this year's draft because we kind of saw them like get you know mocked 
Drew Locke at 10, Drew Locke at 10. It seemed like everyone was mocking them at 10. But instead, they traded back with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers got up to 10 to get Devin Bush. They got Noah Fant, um, which is like, you know, the second best tight end in this draft, depending on who you talk to, maybe the first best mm-hmm. tight end, really athletic tight end. They got Dalton Reisner in the second round, and then they traded back into the second round and got Drew Locke, their quarterback. So not only were they able to get that quarterback that everyone knew they wanted and, you know, was projected to get in the first round, but they got him in the second round, yeah. along with two first caliber, first round caliber players in those top three picks. And they also got Draymond Jones, the defensive tackle out of Ohio State. He's been pretty solid um, during his time with the Buckeyes. So I think you get four really good players that could come in and start. Maybe not Drew Locks per se, but he yeah. he's your future guy. He can develop behind Flacco, or if you do need him to start. You do know. you think Drew Locke is a future starting quarterback? I don't think he's a great future starting quarterback, but at this state yeah. and age, I mean, it's if you look at the NFL quarterback in general. Paxton Lynch was a starter. Paxton Lynch, so, Brock Os- he's better than Brock Osweiler. He's been better than Paxton Lynch. I think he'll be better than Tim Tebow. I think this is my thing with... Did, so you, you have an average quarterback in Flacco, right? Mm-hmm. And no one is dead set on Drew Locke is going to change the game in mm-hmm. Denver. Why waste... Well, no one, in, no one in here. Well, yeah, yeah but some, a lot of people, I guess, do like Drew Locke. But why not take best player available and continue to build... An outstanding roster, a la Philly, a la St. Louis, or St. Louis turned out LA Rams, and then just tank and sign Case Keenum to start, or fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, they just had Case Keenum. Yeah, exactly. But you take a top 10 pick, top 5 pick, and next year you draft Jake Fromm, or you draft two, or you draft a guy who's going to come in and be a stud mm-hmm. versus oh my god I hope Drew Locke turns into something we got in the second round I think, see, see that that's the thing I didn't really understand with, with the Broncos draft like you knew you needed a quarterback and clearly Drew Locke wasn't your number one guy on the board because if he was you would have taken him at 10 mm-hmm. but you didn't and Haskins was still on the board so if it's if you're praising them for getting a quarterback they should have took the best quarterback available I think I like that's him. What, that's why I yeah. don't understand. I think I like him at the value though, because yeah. they yeah. they said that they wanted him in the first, and you thought they were going to take him at ten, but their ability to trade back and get Fant and Reisner before they no, took those Locke, were those were great picks, right? And I think that was but they yeah. Kinda, they, so they're saying so Drew Locke was essentially the Bengals pick, mm-hmm. and they traded back. So the Broncos had back to back picks, um, which I was kind of bummed about. But I think I mean, how do they not? It's been since Peyton Manning. They haven't had a quarterback like they. They have to get one of these right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're it, – it's kind of hard. And it's also kind of hard to sell, like, the tank, I think, to an owner. Like, let's mm-hmm. tank. So I think that's why the Dolphins traded for Rosen because I th- don't think the owner wanted to tank. And yeah. then I think same thing here is, like, there's a big gap. There's a big hole in your roster at quarterback. So they took the guy – like I said, I don't, I don't know much. I think he's okay. He'll probably be, you know, a decent quarterback depending on what – He's given around him, but like I can't say he's gonna be Tom Brady. I can't say he's yeah. gonna well, be. I think, be this way, like, I think it could be Alex Smith esque, you know, in that range yeah. when you 10, 11 games, maybe not do anything in the playoffs, but but so you you make the smart choice and you trade back at they they traded with uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh they, right. yeah. So they yeah. they traded with Pittsburgh. You get the extra pick. Why not use? So they had two second round picks, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why not? Use the first second round pick to take greedy, and then you're about to lose Chris Harris. He doesn't want to be there anymore. You replace him with another stud to shut down receivers right. in mile high, 
and then you take that second round pick and you trade it for Rosen. Now you solve your quarterback problem by and you improve the team all around. That's instead, what, instead of taking yeah, a, val- a value yeah. pick yeah. for for Drew Lock. Yeah. Like, that's the thing I don't understand. People that would actually that's a good pick. That would have been attractive. I, I, like, I'd actually like Rosen more than Drew Lock for sure. So do I. So like, then, how come nobody had the Broncos trading for Rosen? Because all I heard was like dude, Miami, Cincinnati. Like my Twitter has been blowing. I've just been talking shit about the Broncos. Like, is that true? I haven't I haven't seen a lot of Bronco fans say like, hey, let's get Rosen. Uh, but I mean that would have made sense. You trade back in the first, you get an extra second. Mm-hmm. Basically, I don't I don't know if it was before or after the Dolphins second, but I mean I'm sure they would have thrown a fifth or well, seventh. Exactly. Or that whatever. pick they took Lock with was higher than the pick Miami gave for, for Rosen. Rosen. Right. Yeah. So you trade that second round pick for Rosen, and then the sec the second second rounder you go and get a well, Reisner or a whoever best player available. Yeah. Best player available. I think it's tough because. Uh, I think there's actually something like serious. Like there's a lot of probably teams being scared of Rosen because I think he's a good enough quarterback where all 32 teams should have been interested. Maybe not all 32. Maybe let's yeah. say like 28 because some of them have solid quarterback situations. Yeah. But I mean, I could think of like so many teams. But from what I was hearing, only the Chargers and the Patriots. I didn't even hear about the Dolphins. The Dolphins were kind of a surprise team. Yeah. But from what I was he- hearing, it was the Chargers. Redskins, Patriots, and maybe the Giants. But then the Giants drafted Jalen Jones, so you knew they were out. They, then the Redskins got Dwayne Haskins, so you knew they were out. And it was just kind of the Patriots, Chargers, and you didn't really hear about any other team kind of being interested. The Dolphins kind of came out of nowhere. So I think there's like a general concern amongst the league and amongst teams and amongst front offices that Rosen isn't like the you know the character guy. Yeah, I I, I believe in this guy. I'm you know I'm hoping that he does well and he has a, a good career because he's kind of been screwed over in his like first year and a half. Yeah, hundred percent. But that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, it's, and it's one of those things where like if you can play, you can play. Fucking Tyreek Hill hasn't even got cut yet. Like, yeah. If, if you can play, you can play. Yeah. So Rosen, it's just he was in the worst situation of all time his first year in the league, mm-hmm. and then they draft Kyler because they hired his coach which by the way I told you that was going to happen yeah and then so now he's just fucked and it's not his fault that he's fucked and then on top of that he has an all time fucking terrible GM Mm -hmm. who didn't even shop him until the second round of the draft Mm -hmm. so why not set something up to where okay if we're not going to get a first round pick for him let me find out who I can get a second from in the top of the second round right but did you read that SI story no I yeah Robert Klemko, he had to sit down with Rosen, and Rosen's agent sat down, and both of them opened up on the whole situation. And the GM told Rosen that, um, you know, we, we really don't know what we're gonna do yet. Mm. The the week of the draft, we don't know what we're gonna do. Uh, other teams told Klemko that they don't know what's going on. We've inquired about Rosen, haven't heard anything back. We want. They said they wanted to keep Rosen. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You knew. You know, you're yeah. taking Kyler. Yeah. Like, you can deep dive on Quinn and you can deep dive on Bosa, but what are you doing? Like, yeah. you know you're trading Rosen. Fucking get something for him. You settled for like the sixty seventh pick, who turned out to be a short receiver. Like, I don't. Was I it just, Isabella? It was Isabella, who should have gone like the third or the fourth. Yeah, but that's that's a he won before. No, that, but that's a cliff. That's an overall. That's, well, I was gonna say that's you know the GM for Arizona, Steve Kime is kind of a he's shitty terrible. GM. He's a terrible he, GM. He's not kind of he's fucking. <laughs> well, I mean, he's had a couple good drafts. Like he got, I mean, he had David Johnson, Tyron Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, Did he draft Tyron Matthew? I don't think he drafted. That, I, don't yeah. think he drafted I think he came after. He was after, after Matthew. Yeah, yeah after he's only been there for three, four years. Yeah. I so, think this is, like he, Johnson he, was the he first He lucked into David Johnson, mm-hmm. and then who? I don't think he's drafted anyone since. 
He's built an all-time bad O-line. Mm-hmm. He only has Chandler Jones and Pat Pete on the outside, and Pat Pete wants to get traded. Yeah, and yeah. you don't fire a coach. And then you hire a coach just one to fire year. a coach. Yeah, and then you hire sus. a guy from college sus. levels who didn't even have that much success there. He, and couldn't like, even, he couldn't even get a college head coaching gig. No, exactly. he couldn't. He got like, NFL. That, that, that's why all the Rosen shit, regardless if he is too smart for the league or asks too many questions or he's a fucking millennial, mm-hmm. who gives a fuck he balls? Yeah. Just... Why wouldn't I don't understand take like not using a second round pick for Rosen? Mm-hmm. That was that was my rant on that. Uh, that dude, as a Bengals fan, I I yeah, really dude. I mean Drew Sample. Come on, man! Like let's uh, in the second round. Let's, why would it, if you as a Bengals fan wouldn't you yeah. rather have Josh Rosen than Andy All day. Dalton? All day instead. And then you can say okay, Dalton can play this year. Rosen. Come, yeah, exactly. That would have been the that would have been the perfect like Drew Sample for Josh Rosen. All, all, day. Day. <laughs> all day, all day. Yes, um, I, I don't. Man. And then again, like it's not one of those like inner conference. Like we don't. We play the Cardinals like once every four years. What yeah. do they care? Yeah, you know, exactly. they they won't care. Like, so I was just surprised that there, there has to be some deeper because I don't know why. A lot of teams would have loved to give a second round pickup for that, but instead, I, yeah, the Bengals trade with Denver. Denver gets Locke, which I mean, I would have been happy with Locke as well. Um, but I mean, segue into that, we get Ryan Finley. I mean, yeah. Like yeah. His, uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't heard good things I mean, about that, him. That's why I don't get the like. I mean, I, I guess the owner thing. I think it's a Steve Kime thing. That the, guy's fucking horrible. The owner about. likes what he likes, I guess. Like yeah. average, just. And that's why I think it's tough too, because like us as fans, we can like, you know, the people we're hearing are looking at from a non-biased view, like exactly. Todd McShay's, the Mel Kuypers, the Matt Millers, you know, the Bucky Brooks, the Steve Casterly's on NFL Network. Everyone is looking at it from like a generic view, like who's the best player overall, no matter what the team the fit is, but. NFL scouts and the GMs how they have their own scouting board and whether it's parallel obviously it doesn't look too parallel to some of the you know like Dave Gettleman's boards all over the fucking place you know taking Daniel Jones at six even with that it's like the Raiders thing with Farrell mm -hmm. if Jones is your guy fucking ride for him and then they did and then they kind of have built a decent defense now Mm -hmm. and they want to run the ball with Saquon right but they had a plan, and they kind of just went after it. Like, what really is Arizona doing? Yeah, and that's the that's the, Arizona is the head scratcher. But like going back to the Bengals or the Redskins, yeah. whoever else, in their opinions, the GMs and the scouts must have had ranked you know Haskins or yeah. Finley for all you know God's sake, or even Drew Sample <laughs> higher than Josh Rosen and the value in him. And it, it's tough because like we can sit here as like fans and be like, Yo, Josh Rosen's clearly the better option than Finley, or um. Even Kyler Murray, not I say Kyler Murray, but some of these other teams where they're needy quarterbacks. Yeah, they you know Rosen can either come in and be the starter or come in and be that guy who learns from a starting quarterback for a year or two. But maybe not all the teams see it that way, and that's what's kind of like it's a head scratching decision for sure. The how the Cardinals handled it, and the fact that yeah. there wasn't at least twelve teams hitting up the Cardinals phones, being like, "Yo, we're willing to offer you a I late bet first. There, no, I bet there would have been in February. Yeah. Or in March. It's just the way the, the Arizona GM handled that. That was Dude. very poor. Yeah, you think you think you'd get a lot more value for a, earlier because they traded like, up. Yeah. They traded up to get Josh Rosen last year too with the Oakland Raiders, right? Yep. They gave up. They went from fifteen to ten and gave up a three and a four, I think. Mm-hmm. So they lost two starters. Yikes. And a first round pick. Mm-hmm. I guess you just gotta cut your losses. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think that GM's on his way out. We'll see who comes in. But I did like the Arizona's draft. I mean, they after getting Kyler, they got a whole bunch of weapons: well, Andy Isabella, Akeem Butler, and Keyshawn Johnson, three yeah. really good receivers. So I like that they went all in on Cliff. Mm-hmm. It 
you know, Cliff's my ride or die now. Like, yeah. I, we got you. We're going to give you this for a reason. That was my whole thing in the in the first podcast was they hired Cliff Kingsbury who couldn't even be a fucking NCAA coach. <laughs> and now he's an NFL coach. And you give him what he wants. Yeah. So he yeah. wanted Kyler. He got Kyler. Gave him a bunch of fast receivers and let him fucking throw the ball. And yeah. Just, they they, just, they just turned over the keys to him. Yeah. So, yeah. And then on top of that, you have David Johnson. So right. now it's good. And the O-line is still terrible, but you have like some sort of direction you're going in exactly and if kyler balls out then it worked and if kyler doesn't ball out then it's you know it's not he's probably getting fired anyway yeah he's getting fired anyway so yeah he he has nothing to lose i thought i thought the cardinals would kind of reach for tackles the rest of the draft and kind of yeah there wasn't too many of good offensive tackle prospects outside of like the top second the the two round guys you know the i was completely first two rounds Cardinals got the fucking corner from Washington. Yeah, Byron Murphy too. Yeah, that yeah first pick of the second round. Yeah, so never mind. I, I, I did I like, like that pick. They had a lot of picks. Like they also got Byron Murphy, Zach Allen, the DN from Boston College, He's and nice. Deontay Thompson, the safety from Alabama. Yeah. So I, while I thought they needed to, I mean, they had so many needs like going into this year. Like I really didn't think they were going to be able to fill all of them, and I, I don't think they filled the offensive line, but I think they took the best player available in every other um, category from their secondary. Thompson and Murphy will both come in, help oh, Patrick Peterson, and kind of hold it down in, in the secondary at least. You get three really capable receivers that can learn from Fitz and then play alongside Christian Kirk in the future. So you have four studs there. And then Zach Allen's a pretty good pass rusher opposite of Chandler Jones. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they did pretty well in that draft, you know, especially outside of Kyler Murray because everyone knew they were going to take Kyler Murray. Yeah. Everyone? No, I lost the battle. Almost everyone. everyone. I lost the battle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't think of a draft where the number one pick isn't solidified, like, especially the morning of. Like, usually you'll get an alert Mm -hmm. from, like, NFL Update or whatever that the team has selected. Like, I think, I remember Baker Mayfield was like, Baker Mayfield will be number one tonight. Right. That one shocked me. I didn't hear anything until Roger Goodell announced it. Mm -hmm. Well, they they made Kyler wait the 10 minutes to get the call. They didn't even call him, like, what is (laughs) I think the screen had me fooled because I, I kept were... seeing like the, the like it would like splash or whatever like it would be red and then go to like blue mm-hmm. and back to red and I was like is there a tra- is there a trade going on yeah. like, what's, what's happening and I mean I the think fact they were that... trying to trade I think they knew that I mean they possibly could have taken that's I, just I don't a... think anyone was willing to trade up with them that's just a weird way Do like you, really? you hire to take the number one overall pick. Do you really? I don't think anyone was willing to trade up to but number why one. why wouldn't they that's want an expensive, Kyler? That's an expensive. No, they do want Kyler. The but price saying, tag's too big. Yeah, like someone wanted to jump the 49ers to take Nick Bosa. Nah, that's, no? that wouldn't have happened. No, you don't think that would have happened? And the, no, price, the price to get number one is yeah. way too big. It's like two, for, two three first-rounders. Um, but yeah, I just think like the Kyler thing, I, I mean, of course he went there, but that can't be good if you hire a coach. And then you can tell they're indecisive about Rosen and that, like, you could tell their relationship's kind of already, I mean, I, I, I'm i assuming, but I, I'm assuming it's starting off on a bad foot. Mm-hmm. You hire a coach, and you, I mean, obviously you think everything's going to be good, and it's like any relationship, like the beginning's cool and everything. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, the guy's, at, the guy's probably advocating for his guy, but they have a quarterback that they don't need, know what they're going to do with yet. Um, so I think that might, you know. They might not like each other, but if they win, it ultimately won't even matter. Yeah. So, yeah. the Cardinals are gonna be an interesting team next year because I don't think they're gonna be good. They'll probably have a, a a solid offense that can put up some points if they find a way to work around the bad offensive line. But that defense is probably gonna give up, you know, like twenty five, thirty points a game and be um, not the greatest because it wasn't the greatest last year. I think their offense will be better though, so that'll help them be competitive. But 
they're still about you know two two years. What would you set the Cardinals over under when is next year? If I told if I told you five and a half, would you take the over or the under? I take the under. I would take the under. Yeah, I think they. I think they would probably win four or five. Um, you, I should, think, you, they should, you should be an odds maker because that one's kind of close. Yeah, I don't I was, think I was gonna set it at six and a half, but for sure, I would take the under on five and a half. Yeah, so I would take. I, I would yeah, put that, my life savings. Yeah, on so six. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because they're it goes six and a half. I'll take. Just look at that division. They're gonna lose. To they the should Rams lose. Could twice. they could get swept Rams all, twice. all times by the Seahawks, Rams, and possibly they might steal one from the 49ers. Yeah, they might go one. The 49ers are also supposed to be better this year with Jimmy G being healthy. So, I think. Realistically, they could lose all six of their divisional games. Yeah, and that's already like not an ideal start. Can we get to teams that we don't like? Yes, let's go. Let me fucking unload on the Steelers. Line. <laughs> all right, you were pretty upset when I told you Hawkinson was gonna be a bust. Yeah, who what? the fuck drafts a tight end at number eight overall? But it's the best. It's Rob. Gott. He was getting Dude, Rob. No, history. For, history says for T.J. Hawkinson to be worth any value at number eight. He needs to produce more than Rob Kronkowski did in the first three years of his contract. History says Lions take the last time. And I think he's capable. because, And they do it again. So, But okay, but look, the... but look at it this way. Everyone keeps valuing his blocking, right? Mm-hmm. The Raiders took Foster Moreau in like the fourth round, who is comparable blocking. <laughs> not yeah, receiving. Then, but he's not a comparable he's receiving. Not comparable he's not even close receiving. Yeah. But then you look at TJ Hawkinson. So if he's blocking half the time, if half his value is in blocking... The other half of his value has to be major receiving production. That's what I think is tough, though, because tight ends naturally in this league, unless you're like Travis Kelsey or like Greg Olson, you're not going to get those huge number of targets. But I think Matthew yeah. Stafford is a good enough quarterback to make Hawkinson a guy. I, I don't, dude. That is seven, a hor- eight touchdowns. That's I think- a horrible pick. If you took Hawkinson at like the fat range, tw- 17, 18, 19, 20, yeah. I get it. Like, take the best player available. Eight, he has to put up over a thousand yards and catch like eleven touchdowns next year. That's receiver, right? Statistics. And he won't because tight ends just naturally do don't that. do that. So he'll, he'll yeah, he'll it's... probably put up between four and six hundred yards mm-hmm. and have like between four and seven touchdowns. And you use your fucking eighth overall pick to draft that. That's a, yeah, that's a solid prediction. What What are you <laughs> gonna do with that? What do, What value does that drive? How do you win games like that? I think it's tough because the I like I said, I tight ends. It. It's hard to measure them statistically. I think if he could come in and, and block and help for carry on Johnson, he makes that. Yeah. I mean, because look, they already have a good running back. They already had a pretty solid defense. I mean, maybe other than like Montez Sweat, but then he was falling because of his you know the off the field and the heart issues. Um, they could have taken Ed Oliver, who's a solid defensive yeah. lineman. They do need like that was probably the only. Other, I think that would have been the next back pick, next back, next best option for them to take. Outside of TJ, just because it felt like receiver, while they don't have any like stars, Marvin Jones and the mm-hmm. company is pretty solid enough. Matthew Stafford's your guy. Offensive line is pretty set. Carry on Johnson is set. Mm-hmm. And you have a good all around defense. I think, other than Ed Oliver, it was between Ed Oliver or TJ Hawkinson. And, you know, they went with the t- tight end because maybe Matt Patricia, you know, is used to the tight ends in New England. But I don't know. I think if that's what they're going to go towards, I, I, I genuinely think. That's what the offense he's going to try and build See, over there. I'm not shitting on Hawks and the player. Yeah. I know he, he's good. He's bet. I am not an athlete anymore. But, <laughs> so who am I to talk shit about the player? But the pick and the value at eight for a tight end just – It is he, – l- he, he asked to out-earn Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. No, Rob no. Gronkowski was so valuable in New England. He got drafted in the, in the late second round. Right. And he put up 
major numbers and then got a major contract and then deval declined but was still valuable because they paid all the other non non stars to stay above average on all the other depth positions. I think I think Detroit's but, uh, like they stayed true to their board. I think they had Josh mm-hmm. Allen before Hawkinson mm-hmm. and he gets sniped like right before them. Yeah. So but if, but if that's the case, if you have Josh Allen rated so highly, why not trade up in front of Jacksonville and trade to six or seven or to five mm-hmm. because Tampa Bay. Tampa took the, yeah. Devin White. Devin White. Who could who's so probably then, being there who's gonna be there at eight. But then if Tampa yeah. wanted a linebacker, they could have had Devin White or Devin Bush. True. So then go get your guy in Allen. Mm-hmm. Like I think the Lions just completely fucked up the value of the board. And then in the second round, they took Jelani Tavai. Who the hell is that? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've never heard of that. And then guy. in the third round, they took Will Harris, safety, Boston College. Like, I think they just absolutely threw away the first three picks of the draft for a team that was not good. Like, they needed to kill the draft, and they didn't at all. Yeah, that's, that's tough because... <sighs> I don't know. I, 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 I like Hawkinson. I like I like Hawkinson's pick, but you're right. The rest of the draft wasn't a great draft, especially for a team that's kind of like on the fringe. Like we talked about, the Redskins kind of being competitive, yeah. But they weren't like, yeah. The Lions are tricky. They could be they could be in the top ten next year, or they I could see them being like a wild card team. Yeah, it's exactly. Kind of hard. It's hard to predict. It's hard to predict because they were a wild card team. You, you can't just rule them ago, out. You know, just what I mean? like, you know, so they they have that potential to like kind of a uh, you know be. Be at least contending for a playoff. Send it seven yeah. and nine, eight and eight. I think is a realistic, yeah, like goal for them. You know, in so that I, division, it seems like they have like the Packers number, mm-hmm. and then like the. I mean, the Bears. They could. I mean, again, like division games are the ones. If you keep them close, you know, they'll probably win some out of division games. But I just think it's it is kind of awkward to see a tight end go that high. Um, again, probably nothing against nothing against Hawkinson. He's probably gonna produce. You know, I think your prediction was really close to what he might put up. Um, but I just think they, they stuck true to their board. They probably didn't want to, you know, use more. I mean, I, I don't see anybody on this other than Austin Bryant, who was probably a good value pick. You know, you probably could have traded a six or a f- maybe a five to move up a little bit. But I think they just, I think they were sold on Hawkinson and they just got Stafford another weapon. Yeah. Um, that also helps their running game. So, I, I mean, I think uh, probably not the best draft, nowhere near the best draft, but, you know, I think uh, I just think they'll be in like, you know, like you said, seven or nine. Yeah, eight and eight maybe, but definitely late later on in the season they'll be like in in the running for a for a playoff spot. I don't think they'll be out of it early. I would take the hard under on that. Hard <laughs> under. <laughs> there you go. Um, going to a team that I didn't like, and, and almost as passionately as you didn't like the Detroit Lions, I really didn't like the Houston Texans. Uh, I they think that up too. I think the Carolina Panthers when they're passing up on Dillard and, and the Vikings going center, I thought okay, there's a good chance the Texans could get Andre Dillard, mm-hmm. and then lo and behold, the Eagles traded up with the Ravens, took him a pick before, and then they panicked. Yikes. I, I'm sure they tried trading back, but they didn't have any suitable partners or nothing that was worth it to them, and so they reached take Titus Howard. I actually like. The Howard pick. I do, but you could have. I think he's a second. Like he could, you could have got him in the no, second round. Yeah, no. So he had a second round value, mm-hmm. but like with such a prominent position like that, especially you need an a tackle. You can't try to play the value game, especially in the twenties mm-hmm. with the first round. If it was like eighth overall, and let's say Dillard was the number one tackle, and there was no other tackles, and you took Titus Howard at number eight. Then it's like, what the fuck are you doing? That's like, like that's like the Hawkinson. Yeah, thing. Yeah, it's the Hawkinson yeah. thing. But at twenty three, twenty four, whatever they were, 
if Dillard went at 22 right in front of you, then yeah, just take Titus Howard because you could have got him at 36. But the difference of 12 picks isn't worth Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's life. So they, they, so I, I I don't think he'll be like an A plus starter out the gate. But mm-hmm. they were saying he's like Armstead from the Saints. True, and that, but, that guy's a stud. But from yeah. what I've read too is that he's a very de- developmental guy. Yeah. I mean he ha- he went to a small school and he get, he didn't play against the greatest talent. So that's what everyone's saying that he's really raw. You know, he yeah. wasn't taught the right mechanics. So he's exactly. a guy. No, I, guess you. I think he could develop year. You know, in a two years, three years down the road, but. For Deshaun Watson, you needed someone right now, and I think that exactly. was, it was very unfortunate for them to get Dillard taken right before them because yeah. you know that, that you could tell that there was a, that was their guy, and they just you know that's bad on the front office for I think, making that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's when teams start to lack. Like I think in the draft structure, your first round pick has to play a good amount of time this year. Mm-hmm. Your second round probably contributes a little bit. You, you know, your third and like some teams get lucky, like Dak Prescott. Obviously, you're not gonna hit those all the time, but I think. To pick a guy that's like a developmental guy with your, you know, first round pick, I mean, they're either feeling really good about themselves, which they could be homers and be like, you know, we're good and this is just an insurance pick, or you know, I think they could have definitely traded back because I mean, Atlanta traded back into the first round to get a tackle or a, a lineman. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I don't know, man. I not like I said, not a big lineman guy, but I know you have to protect Deshaun. I hope this kid like surprises us because I want to see Deshaun do good. Dude, but... Deshaun Watson was so bad, badly protected last year. He couldn't take the team playing the games. No, yeah. <laughs> like, how bad is that that you can't get in the air? He was sacked. Was it sixty five times? Something that was like, like an that. NFL record. Yeah, like he played on like two fractured ribs. Yeah, that was terrible. I and it's tough too because the reason I didn't like the Titus Howard pick is because they had other pressing needs. So if you're gonna I think you could have traded with your second and maybe pair a third round pick, move up in the second round, mm-hmm. and take Titus Howard early or mid second round. Yeah, but you could have gone. That their secondary needs help too. There's other needs in their secondary, whether it's their safety and their corner. They lost. Uh, they lost Tyron Matthew. Their corners are getting very old. They did get Lonnie Johnson in the second round, but you could have had a guy like Greedy. You could have had a guy like um, yeah. Brian Murphy was already gone. No, Brian Murphy was still there. Well, they could have had Trayvon Mullen. You could have had Rocky Sin. You could have had Trayvon Mullen. So they could have had all those guys at the end of the first round if yeah. Yeah, you did want to keep go? that pick. Do you guys remember where Rock went? Rocky Sin went to the Colts. Colts. Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. First round, right? Yeah. No, and second then, round, second round. Right. And then I just I just didn't like what the the... the the Texans did with the rest of the jet, the draft. They reached for another offensive tackle and Max Sharping, another small school offensive tackle too, yeah. another developmental guy. So if you're not gonna, you know, address the offensive tackle position in free agency, you really need to like almost hit home runs and guys that are ready to plug and play. Yeah, I just felt like they weren't capable of doing that, and um, the rest of the draft isn't even worth mentioning. It just, I don't know. I really didn't like the Texans draft. I think Deshaun Watson's gonna have another long year where he's just getting, you know, chased by uh, pass rushers. Do you think I if agree. You were the Texans GM. Would you have traded 23 and called uh, New York at 17 and said, I'll give you 23 in a second to get up to 17 to take your guy? And then you get Dillard. And then they, because you're giving a second, they probably would give you a fourth back or something. Yeah. So you get subtracted value. But then right there you can, with good scouting – hit a cornerback from a small school and hope he develops or something. Right. And hit those other needs he said. But instead of waiting on a guy like Titus Howard. I, I think like, I, I would have for sure because you, Texans... you know the Giants were trying to trade out of that. Right. Because they oh, 17? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they took Christian, Christian Wilkins. Wilkins yeah. yeah. And you could have got him. You could have had him at 23. Wanted to make a really quick correction. We said 
Christian Wilkins got drafted by the New York Giants at 17 when it actually was Dexter Lawrence, another Clemson defense alignment. Christian Wilkins actually got drafted by the Miami Dolphins at 13 overall. All right, now back to the conversation. It's tough because I'm for sure if I was a GM of the Texans, I would have like made a huge point to protect Deshaun Watson at all costs. Andre Dillard's the best pass blocking offensive tackle. You know, signing me up for any trade that can get me guaranteed him. The Eagles yeah. trading up. I think they were fine in the position they were in. The Eagles was just a huge surprise. Yeah. I mean, that was like God. That that must have sucked because like Sideswipe. you know you knew yeah, the Ravens got... were going to take a, an offensive tackle. You knew the. The, the Broncos were going to take an offensive tackle. Well, as so a, you knew all these teams were going to take offensive tackles. The Tennessee Titans were another exactly, one. That it's were just in front bad of planning. It's just dumb management. As a person who's a fan of a team who got jumped in the draft last year, all offseason, the Raiders was coming out that they wanted Mike McGlinchey. Mm-hmm. And at 10, he was going to be there. And who fucking traded up in <laughs> yeah. front of them at 9 and went and got Michael Genshi, fucking 49ers. Right. And then you reached and you traded out of the Rosen pick and you took fucking Cole Miller at 15. Mm-hmm. But this year, everyone shit on the Raiders for dysfunction for kicking the scouts out. Mm-hmm. When in reality, they got rid of all the leaks and they're going to fire all of them anyways because it's not Mayox guys. Right, right. So that's why I remember I, I talked to Max about this um, when we first met up about hey, like, what do you think about that? And I was like, I don't think it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Because then you look at it, and yeah, the Farrell pick was a surprise, but then Josh Jacobs, everyone's predicting him to be there, but lo and behold, he was still there, and I don't think they would have reached for fucking David Montgomery at 24. I think right. they would have took best player available. Yeah. yeah. And then no one really knew that they were in on Abram, and mm-hmm. then they went and got Abram, and then no one knew that they were in on Trayvon Mullen, no, or yeah. else they would they wouldn't have traded back twice in the second round, and they still got their guy. Yeah. And then they used those two other fourth-round picks they got to get Hunter Renfro, and then that skinny but dope white pass rusher, I forgot his name. <laughs> This kid uh, from I know you're talking about some, yeah. some like small kid who played receiver. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's a converted. You can really receiver. tell Mayock like the like national he, he Max Crosby. Max Crosby. Yeah. He had his guys, and he was just like, "All right, these are my guys." Mm-hmm. And then he said, "Him and Gruden went after it, and Gruden got his guy here. Mayock got his guy there, and it wasn't like the interchange. Yeah, That's cool. so it was it was working. They didn't have like all these scouts leaking out information, and they didn't get jumped the way the Texans got jumped this year. Yeah." And, that's part of the game, aside from, like, the value board is how how well do you run the draft. Yeah, I'm interested to see if, like, teams going forward will try and use that Raiders model as, like, you know, kind of kicking out the scouts yeah. up until, until the draft. I mean, I know they did it because there weren't Mike Because it, was, it wasn't his guys. I'm right. sure he'll trust his guys. Yeah, and it's, yeah. so it's a little different scenario, but I'm sure the, the leaking, the leaks didn't help because you, exactly. you mentioned the Raiders had that scenario the year before. You had the Vikings, oh, not the Vikings, the Houston Texans and this year getting yeah, jumped. jumped and there's year. other teams that, you know, continuous, continuously get jumped. Um, the Giants have been getting jumped a few times yeah. in the past too. Yeah, jump. So, yeah, I think that's something we could see going forward is just like teams kind of maybe pushing their scouts aside just so that no leaks get out while they finalize their, you know, final thing. Um, and maybe, because from what I've heard too, like in the Bleacher Report podcast, um, Stick to Football, they just talk about like scouts mainly are there on draft day on the third day three of the draft. They'll yeah, help pound, you. pounding for those guys. Yeah, six or seven but, round six or seven. Guys. And then that's where Mayock is a scout. So yeah, dude, did you see who they took in the seventh round at like pick two forty? Uh, his name's Quentin Bell. Quentin Bell. Yeah. yeah, where's he from? He's a Prairie dude, View. Prairie View A and M. He's a converted receiver. Mm-hmm. He weighed 215 pounds last year over the season. Put on like 35 pounds of oh, muscle. Oh, he's a pass rusher. Dude, yeah. pass rusher. Runs like a 4-4. They, they were just like, we're taking you in the seventh round. We're going to teach you pass rush moves. 
you're a freak of nature. He's like 6'4", 250. Just unreal body. Wasn't that the guy? I think I heard a story about like that guy. That was one of the scouts found him. And like Mayock told him, like, you get one special teams guy or something. I might be wrong. Maybe. Um, that reminds me a lot of, though, I think he has like the potential to be like John Franklin Myers. I don't know if you know that pass rusher for the uh, Los Angeles Rams. He was, uh, I'm trying to pull it up exactly what round. But he went to Stephen F. Austin. And, like, no one has heard of this dude. Yeah, yeah. He was picked in the fifth round last year's draft. But he ended up, he recorded, you know, three sacks last year. And, oh, yeah. But he was a consistent pass rusher in, in, the, in the rotation. Round, yeah, if you can be a rotational player and so come, he was come in and get four four sacks a year. That's a win. That's, what it, that's, a, that's a win in the seventh <laughs> round. What does he weigh now? Like two, I think he got drafted at, like, 245, 250. His oh, bio yeah. on ESPN says 219, Quentin Bell. No, but that's that has to be pre-draft. Right. That's what I'm saying. This is just yeah. ESPN. I'm sure he's not. Uh, they're not as updated as Quentin Bell. I'm gonna look it up just because I'm really interested. So, what do you think is the Raiders over under on wins this year? If I, I said at six and a half, I take the under still. Really, I think they could win seven. You think yeah. so? I think they could take one from the Broncos, one from the Chargers. Well, I, so we're gonna get swept by the, no. That's a lot. We always play the Chiefs really well. And I think the Chiefs are going to be kind of flawed this year. I don't like, think they'll be flawed. I think the Chiefs will be really good. Who yeah, knows what really happens. I think if they lose Tyreek Ty- Ty- Hill, like they do end up cutting him or he gets suspended or something. Did they, did they get that's a replacement rough. for that's Kareem? Rough. Was there? Did they get a replacement they get a running, running back? back? Um, I can't remember, but I know they drafted a receiver to yeah, try oh, to cover up. Oh, Hardman. Yeah, he's good. They did but, not. So let's say they keep Tyreek, which they probably will, mm-hmm. and they have Mecole. Yeah. That's nasty. It's going to open up the offense oh, so much. And then you still have Kelsey. And then you have a good O-line. You have a you just got Frank Clark. I fucking hate the Chiefs, and I really like that team. Yeah, I feel like their defense still has so many holes. Like, on the didn't secondary. Did they get Tyron Matthew? They got Tyron Matthew, yes. So the safety is... The corners seven. are still booming. Yeah, the but corners are bad. they'll be winning, like, 50 to 45. Right, you exactly. Know, it'll be those kind of games. Which... It'll be similar to how they won last year. I just think they're they're still... I mean, obviously, but the Raiders' offense can compete and put up a lot of points. On yeah, that I think defense. if Tyreek's gone, they're they're going to be hurting. Yeah, they're going to take a hit. Quinn Bell, six four, two fifty four. Dang, from so he went from two nineteen to two fifty four. That's Juice. he's going to get PED tested for Juice. sure. <laughs> <laughs> My um, goodness, that's crazy. The, yeah, I think so. Then you said six and a half for the Raiders. I can. I'd I'd, I'd maybe. I mean, it'd get interesting. I think they could realistically win seven. So, so I'd take the over. Let's say they start hot. And then I think we have a tough out of division this year. I think it's like the AFC or the NFC East. Mm-hmm. I think I don't remember. No, but think... yeah, if they start hot, and then if the Derek Carr AB thing is working, I can see us doing decent. But we're not better than the Chargers. We're no. not better than the Chiefs. The Broncos have our number every single year. <laughs> yeah, so... but it, if they keep those close, I mean that's. You could possibly like I wouldn't be surprised if they split one with each team. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. what I'm saying. They can at least win one from each team. It's just the out of division games where I think it's tough. Yeah, you know? yeah, I guess. What uh, what are some of the other drafts you like, Max? Um, I can give you one I didn't like. I was gonna originally go for the Giants. Mm. Um, with that's like that's low hanging fruit. I feel <laughs> yeah, like that's a little too easy. Everybody's shitting on the Giants. Um, I I again not a big old lineman guy. So the Atlanta Falcons. Oh yeah, that was a weird one. That was a weird one. I thought I was you know for a second I thought I was the crazy one because they picked two guys that I really did no research on. Again, full disclaimer, not a lineman guy whatsoever. But I haven't even heard of Chris Lindstrom mm-hmm. to be honest. Like he wasn't even. I mean, I do like my round one stuff. 
And then when that's over, I'll do like a quick couple hours of round two guys trying yeah. to see who's still left. And like Chris Lindstrom was probably so deep on the rankings that I never even came across his. I never mocked him to anyone. I, you know, I'm not watching lineman tape. So the fact that they go guard there and then tackle at 31 with McGarry, which again, never did film on this guy, but I've heard a lot of like character issues on this guy mm-hmm. <laughs> like a straight up racist just a straight yeah. up racist which i mean in atlanta good luck so <laughs> exactly i just think they're trying to protect matt ryan which i again i guess another smart. overpaid quarterback but smart. um i mean they got a, they got a guy from ohio state which is i'm down without that's my number one like if i ever sold a draft guy like it would just be one page like draft ohio state guys mm-hmm. um but yeah their draft wasn't too exciting or clemson guys or clemson, yeah, or clemson, clemson guys yeah yeah. Um, their draft wasn't too exciting. I don't think you can ever get a fan base hyped up about double linemen in the first round. I don't know. As a former lineman, I kind of like double linemen in the first round. I just think they kind of re- like they're kind of like dip, to man. me. They reminded me of Colton Miller picks. Yeah, you could have got these guys in the at second, third 14. round. Right? They took Chris well, Lindstrom at fourteen, then they trade back in and get Caleb McGarry. I like Cody Ford more than I like Lindstrom. Right. If, like it's the same thing with the Farrell thing. Like if. Lindstrom is your guy, and you know that in your system he's going to be a Pro Bowl guard. Then you just need a guard. He's, he's right. not going to score touchdowns. Nothing. He's not, he doesn't have to be sexy. So you just have to go in there and he's your Pro Bowl guard. But yeah. the McGarry one that you hit on around the head, Colton Miller, all the day long. The thing that I'm tough. like a little suspect here about here, like I got my like magnifying glass out, is like they had a chance at Dillard. Yeah, you can tell me all other all other teams like Dillard except the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. and he's the best pass blocker and. They're not. I mean, they have Freeman. They yeah, kind of run the ball. Yeah, they but run the ball a decent amount. I mean, I just think like Lindstrom over Dillard, which mm-hmm. you could have easily got Lindstrom at thirty-one if when you traded back in. And see, my theory um, is going back to the line. You know, I said they're kind of like a well put together team. I think the Falcons and their front office think they're already a well put together team with Matt Ryan, Julio yeah. Jones. Yeah, they did have a down year. Uh, That's why they picked Ryan, so Ridley. High. They had a lot of injuries on the defensive end. Yeah, you know, Keanu Neal and a lot of their. Deion Jones, their linebackers, their safeties, their corners are all getting hurt. They got hit hard last year. They got hit hard with injuries. So I think if they have everyone, you know, for the most part, 90% of the roster stay healthy, they're capable of winning 9 to 10 games. So they were just really thinking like, okay, what's the one weakness? Offensive line. Let's just go all in on that, this yeah. draft. Yeah. When I think this wasn't the offensive, the draft to do so because the draft was, the strengths were in the the defensive line, the defensive backs, secondary, and even though you guys are, even though the Atlanta Falcons are already kind of stacked at those positions or it's kind of set, they reach for these offensive line, especially offensive linemen that people didn't really like, like you said, you know, Caleb McMary, Caleb McGarry, yeah. Mike Colton Miller. This is, I, I don't know, I just head scratching. They they could definitely use help on defense. They had a chance at Wilkins. It's just mm-hmm. it kind of just says like, you know, I kind of just feel like obviously no team plans on picking in the top sixteen, but these picks just make it seem like hey, we don't. We're not we're not planning on being here next year, so mm-hmm. we're gonna get depth. We're gonna do that stuff. So I just, I mean, again with Julio, Atlanta fan base is gonna be loyal no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, personally, if I was an Atlanta Falcons fan, I, you know, it's kind of just the same team and kind of just hoping we don't get hit with the injury bug yeah. again. Which I mean, you know, good luck. I'm not a big Matt Ryan <laughs> guy, so I, I don't know. I, tough division, anyways. So Matt Ryan's a perfect example of that salary conversation we had earlier. Yes. Oh yeah. Where, oh hell yeah. Where Maybe he's not worth the highest quarterback uh, salary in the league. Not even top five. Not even top five salary. Or top ten. Or, yeah. Eh. I'd put him in the top ten. Yeah. I'd say he's like seven or eight. But 
Yeah, he's a, he's nine. But if you yeah, ten. Regardless, right? yeah. regardless, <laughs> look. But if, if you lose Matt Ryan, you're fucked. Right. And he's at yeah. least gonna get you. He's gonna ride this shit to six, seven wins. Mm-hmm. Give him a good defense. Now it's eight or nine wins. Give him a stud offense and good coaching. Mm-hmm. Now you're at ten, eleven, just like the year they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think they're doing those kinds of quarterbacks. You can win with, but like, right. Their defense I, is good so enough. I, think. I, I that's why like I'm fine with the non-sexy get two linemen to protect the guy that is gonna take you somewhere. Because if you lose him, then you lose everything. Yeah, exactly. Regardless of how good Keanu Neal is, and I, I'd, I'd say it's just cool that I mean, obviously Julio has to. Julio could demand all the money in the world, and he's obviously. I think he knows like he needs Matt like someone like Matt Ryan there. See, I think it's shitty that Julio does have Matt Ryan because he can never hit him in the end zone. Like, yeah, that's so bad. I, I, I think oh, <laughs> I, I used to think Matt Ryan is like an above average quarterback, but now I'm regressing toward he's just like an average oh, guy because average. because he can't he can't you can't throw to the best receiver in the NFL in the red zone or for all, all all places. I know things get tougher and tighter there, but my goodness, like you know, what I mean, he's the best receiver. But in do you remember the conversation last year with Kirk Cousins how? You're paying for an average quarterback who's going to guide the ship. Mm-hmm. Turns out he's not an average quarterback. He's a below average quarterback. Yeah, I think but he just had a rocky first you year. You think so? Yeah, I think he... In I Minnesota? They had a pretty... They, they wanted to run the ball. I think you need to put... But they want to run the ball again this year. They yeah. also they also had injuries too, but... Right, like, they did. I, I, I do agree. I think he's... Yeah, so but you seven, you can win. 16, you Dalvin can win Cook's not the answer to at running back. I thought he, he was just better. Hurt too much. He just gets yeah, hurt too much. Hurt too much. I don't. I, I think Kirk Cousins is not that guy who because I'm a big Kirk Cousins believer. He's not gonna drop. You can't drop him back 40, 45 times. But that's I think what he's, he's paid for. I know, but I think he's kind of like a Jared. Goff. He's like a slightly better Jared Goff, where he you know lives off the play action. He can hit those open receivers off you the think play he's action. Than Jared Goff? I think he's better than Jared Goff. That I think, is a hot take. I don't think Jared take. Goff will ever reach to the point take. as Kirk Cousins because Kirk you Cousins. Don't think he's- I think he will. Kirk Cousins. He's going to get the biggest 100%. contract and then fucking not make the playoffs. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is more mobile than Jared Goff too. I think he has oh my decent Lord, escapability. I think they're in the same ballpark, but I don't think. I, I mean, I'm not for, riding hard for Jared Goff. I just think that's a bad take. <laughs> I, I mean, everyone's allowed one bad take. <laughs> <laughs> you wasted yours on the. Yeah, Tyler you wasted pick. yours on. Ah, oh, but so all right. I'm switching my notes. <laughs> I think Cousins. He's solid. It's just 84 mil guaranteed. Like, come yeah. On. No, I didn't like that contract. Come on. Man. I mean, I love, I love the player, not the contract. You know what's weird? I if the Browns would have gave that contract, I would have been all for it. I, I'm a, before I, Baker. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, you need someone average, below average to win you. I actually want him to do well. I think he got like. It's kind of weird that you look at when he got drafted. It was RG three in the first round, and then him in the fourth. He's an underdog. It's kind of yeah, cool he's, he's still here. I, I, I think it's kind of cool he's still around. Um, I'd rather have cousins than Card. Oh, me and, all day. And any dog. I will trade everything for again. There again. <laughs> again, I think they're in the same I ballpark. Like, I don't like their um, <laughs> Like at this point in their careers, I think they're in the same ballpark. It's just Andy Million has Andy Andy Dalton has like seventy million less. I, so. I actually like I like Cousins the player more than I like Dalton the player. But I like Dalton's contract more than I like All right, Dalton. Yeah, Dalton at fourteen mil or Cousins at sixty. Um, what about something that gets everyone like? I feel like everybody on Twitter was mad about this, but the Patriots draft. Dude, it's a, that's. An, Do you think like, they had a good draft? Insert yeah. eye roll emoji. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Man. I think I, they had maybe not the best draft, but they probably had a top five draft, just because they got Nikhil Harry. I mean, we won't know. It'll either be like it's a good True. draft because of their coaches, or right. That's they the just too. have good coaches. Like that's the thing too. They can, but they can, never draft good. 
They never do. Well, yeah. we never they, think they, they... They do well in the fourth, fifth, and sixth. Right. They never take good first and second round. But even in their fourth, fifth, and sixth guys, they got Jared Stidham, so you know who knows how good he can be. I, that's I, something, I like that's something that kind of bugs me is like literally every quarterback... <laughs> Just because they're in the same meeting room as Tom Brady, everyone's like, oh, his successor, his successor. Like, mm-hmm. it was Garoppolo, it was Garoppolo Hoyer, nice, it was whoever it was behind him. Yeah. Uh, now Stidham's on that thing. So, I mean, eventually one of these guys is going to be successful. But Stidham was a guy who was – I felt bad for Stidham because his junior year he looked pretty good, and then his senior at Auburn, like, all the talent left, yeah. all his offensive line left, and he was just kind of throwing off his back foot all the time. Where I think he's not a, he's not going to be a great guy. I don't think he's ever going to live up to Tom Brady, but I think – he can definitely be ballpark to Jimmy G. Um, learn something. 100%. He was a pretty, I mean, he was a Baylor transfer, so you know he was going to a good pass happy offense, yeah. and then he he switched up because I think of the whole Baylor scandal, so he did yeah. go to Auburn after that. But I don't know. I just and then you look at Brian Cower, Jake Bailey, and Ken Webster. Those were their fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round guys. Those guys, guys we've never heard of, but never I of. I probably, guarantee you, in, in three yeah. to four years, they're gonna make a play in the Super Bowl. Like yeah. holy fuck, they got him. In the in the sixth or seventh round, I, I'm really hoping. Again, I roll emoji for the Patriots because I, you know, I'm tired of it. So, uh, but I hope Nikhil Harry. I want him to do well. Yeah, just because I want them to have like a dominant receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I mean Edelman's there. I don't know. I don't know how he's good. It just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nikhil Harry, Edelman, and then I mean Damian Harris and James White, and, and then you didn't even stacked. mention. Chase Winovich, dude. I think he was like my... Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. He's my fa- he was my favorite sleeper in this draft. Like, because he was going to be drafted in the middle rounds, but he was a very productive... And you know him going to the Patriots? Like, that's just... I mean, he reminds yeah. me... Already the name, Rob Nikovich. Like, yeah. there's a lot of similarities in that I think game. Tom Brady made that pick. He's like, get my get my guy from Michigan. Yeah, exactly. I, I got a question for you. How sad are you going to be when the Bengals trade AJ, AJ Green? Oh, he's not getting traded. Dude, he wants out. They're going to pay him whatever, they, whatever he wants. Cool. He's going to say... I, I don't know. I, even if he does get traded, I mean, now he's still. I mean, I've, it's it's all time debate. Yet? He's thirty. He's thirty. Mm-hmm. It's all time debate. It's he's in my top five, obviously, super biased um, as receivers. But I mean, there's a time and a place for like every everybody gets old. So mm-hmm. I think that day is coming. I, I mean, we have him for I think this we have him for a couple more years unless he does get traded. Um, but I want I want to see him do well. Like mm-hmm. I want to see him get a ring. So I mean, if he does get traded, I hope it's worth it. I really hope it's not one of those like weak, uh, like weak, like trade deadline mm. trades where he hops on the team mid season and then wins a ring. Like I hope if he does get traded, it's like training camp and then he goes on to win a ring. Because I mean, that's one of the. I mean, I don't know anybody who dislikes AJ Green other than like Jalen Ramsey, but. <laughs> I think I think this guy like I I just would like to see him win a ring like if, if that was were... me in, I was that was me in your boat when I I actually realized the rumors were true about Mac going oh yeah was, mm-hmm. I was glad he went to the Bears because I liked the way the Bears were set up mm-hmm. and I was riding hard for the Bears in the playoffs because Mac's my guy like mm-hmm. the yeah. Raider he came to the Raiders when we were absolute dog shit rode for the city. And then went and balled out and turned them into fourteen and two yeah. or whatever we were that season. Those are just it's 13. just those guys were like yeah. And like if he, he does didn't get, want traded, to get traded, he didn't force his way out. He just mm-hmm. got traded. It's just it's, he's one of those players that you go to a restaurant and they have a direct TV ad with a bunch of different players. Like he's our he's yeah. our guy. He's our logo guy. Like it won't be Andy Donald. It'll be eighteen. And if you go to a stadium and since if you go to a game in Cincinnati, it's all eighteen jerseys. Mm-hmm. And if he gets traded, they're gonna have so much like. 
wa- like so many wasted jerseys. Yeah, wasted. just sitting in backstock and like clearance. It's it's just all bad. Yeah, it's all it's all gonna go to clearance. So <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess it's similar to Mac. It's just a guy that was like great for the franchise, and and then you just ride for him. He's just one of those guys. Like he's a receiver that's not a diva. Yeah, uh, I think he's had his moments, but I mean, if he does get traded, I mean, hypothetically, we get something good for it. Do you think you could get a first if you traded AJ Green right now? Like, what would now, the package yeah. be like? Now uh, would be a first. Would I think be. you'd get a high second. I, I think you. Well, get... I, after the draft, I guess I would have hit up a first. It would but... have to be a first. I mean, for me personally, it have to be a first. Mm-hmm. Like, I Cooper, think so. Too. Cooper got a first. No, there's, Co- there's true. No Cooper got. No yeah, you're right. The Cowboys were. If the yeah, you're right. Now I think about so, it, the, Cow- the Cowboys are foolish. The Cow- I guess, but then it's going to be a situation he didn't want, where it's at the deadline mm-hmm. and a team realized, oh, we're hot. We need one thing, and it's a receiver. And the Cowboys gave up a first. See, when, yeah, if, when if no if one was offering a first for Cooper, right? And that's why everyone was like second, third. They panicked. Third, third. They definitely panicked. And then like the Cowboys first. panicked, but it worked out. Yeah, it did. So maybe that'll drive the market for the. That's Green. the that's the only way I want to see the Patriots win another ring. Do you know they who I think is a perfect match for AJ Green? And who, the Chiefs? if no, no. if uh, if they get if they're willing to give up a first round pick next year for it, <laughs> it would go for it. The Packers. Oh yeah, uh, you, you think so, dude? Yikes. If, so if they gave up a first round pick. You get your wish in the first round pick. There we go. They have somebody you get, receivers you get, now, though. No, they, who? Devontae yeah, no, Adams, Mark, no, Marcus Adams. Valdez. Yeah, imagine Adams. Stanley is not. Didn't they just draft a, a Fuck, few guys this year? No, they they went all defense and they went. They made their fucking piss poor defense. There's a few teams above that, average. There's a few teams if you want. I'm, I'm not a huge Rashawn Gary guy, but mm-hmm. their D line was already good. You put oh, him on right, the edge. They did go all defense. And then they go Darnell Savage. He's yeah, good. He's amazing. And then you already have good corners. So now. You give Aaron Rodgers that you have AJ Green and Devontae, and then you know you what? Have, now that you brought that up, I think it is that's a perfect more, more of a trade deadline. Yeah, oh, that would wow, that'd be crazy. As and much as I don't want it to be, I think it is. It, it can overpay for a first rounder because AJ's thirty or whatever. So you ride the last year and a half of yeah. good legs in him, mm-hmm. and then you just pray for everything because then you're not going to be able to deal with uh, Rodgers' contract in three years. Mm-hmm. So you're going to suck anyways. So you get out in front of it. I, I think yeah that that'd be that, wow, if I, like I was that. the GM for that might Packers be one of those teams Josh, where who's their two running backs right now? Like because the Packers they have Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones and then they, solid. they and drafted then, Dexter Williams running back out of Notre Dame. I think but that's I think, another hole they need to fill. Yeah, that's um, but I think yeah for sure if he goes to the Packers, I might have to be wearing green and gold. Yeah, because that that would be sick if they made a playoff run with AJ. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be cool. What do you think about like? So the for the Panthers in your division, um, what do you think? Oh, first I was actually going to ask AJ Green Hall of Famer. First ballot. First ballot. I don't think so. I like that. I don't, I don't think so. Not yet. He just think doesn't have Steve Smith the Hall of Famer. Steve Smith is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, easily for sure. I but AJ Green is not. He he's still. I don't say he's early in his career, but we're still like at the halfway yeah. point. No way. He's been he, kind AJ of AJ Green's in like his ninth year. He, but he's been banged up the last two years. He's had some. He's no. had like a stat where like it kind of it's kind of sucks because he had like I think six straight seasons a thousand yards. Mm. His first six seasons a thousand yards, and then his seventh year he had like nine thirty eight because he missed a bunch of games. Yeah. So like that kind of sucks. But I mean, I, I think I'm right there. I don't. I don't think he's first. I don't think he's first ballot. But uh, for what he did for that franchise and stuff, mm. I think you know. Do you Coming know in how bad the Bengals were for like 15 yeah. years? Yeah, he never had a, a year. So the, my thing is, is like if you're a Hall of Famer, you had to be like a top three player at your position at least like two, three years. He was. Who was yeah, better he, than him? No, he was. Okay, he was. 
I think he came in those, with in those years. From in what, he came when, we were, when we were in high school, 2008, 2012. Who was better than AJ Green? Julio Jones and Megatron. Only Julio Jones. And only Julio Jones and only Megatron. Yeah, top three. Okay. You're right. Who else? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Top three. I'm to, I'm I, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you, I know what you mean. It's kind of hard to see it because he's like kind of on the back nine of his career. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's just one of those guys. He's just so good, man. Everybody knows that's the only thing yeah. the Bengals have. And he still produces. But um, I was going to say about the Panthers. I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Cam Newton? Because, I mean, he's hurt. It seems like I don't watch him that much, but it kind of seems like more and more I start watching him. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of seems like he's not going to – for him to play a full 16, I'd be surprised. Yeah. Right? This is a – so this is – like, this was a major hot take when we first drafted Cam Newton. I, I didn't like Cam Newton because I thought he was going to be a bust. But then he's he's progressed really nicely. And because and I, I just because I thought you know running quarterback, I was still like in that old way of thinking like running quarterbacks can't make it. Did you watch the yeah. Auburn season? I did, oh and I because I'm a LSU God. fan, so I was just like I knew he was really good at running, but I'm like, how good is this guy passing and throwing? And can it he, really translate? Can he sustain then, it for a season? And I think throughout his career, last year was his best year throwing the ball, but he had a really good offensive coach. He's never been in a good situation, so I think as talented as he has been, he's never like lived up to his full potential. Just because I feel like he's still like very bad mechanically, and when you look at his shoulder injury last year, I could have told you that watching him his first two three seasons play because he throws all upper body. He throws all arm. He right? doesn't use his yeah. lower body, and that's why he does make so many like. There'll be times where like Devin Funches or whoever terrible receiver we had at the time, you know, is wide open, but he just he doesn't set his feet back because of pass rush too, maybe. Yeah. And he throws a really bad throw, and it's like offline directly to the safety, so. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That, that was a fun team in like 2015. Yeah, like when they it was went super, super fun. Run, that was super, but, but that now, was just mainly him putting the team on his back, running the ball, and they had a good enough yeah. like running core and a good enough defense. Yeah. I, mean, I think Carolina is one of those teams where you think defense first. I mean, yeah, they have Cam Newton, but like when you look at the strength of the team, it was defense, defense, defense. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. For me, it's tough. I want to see Cam Newton play at least three more years and be you know the guy he is. But after three more years, I don't think he's going to be able to keep up his style of play. Because he doesn't have those passing mechanics that that really, like, you know, the pocket presence just to, like, pick apart a defense, read coverages, and just, you know, throw it into these little He needs to get on that McCaffrey diet. (laughs) I got got a question for you. Did you still love Cam after you watched him not dive on the ball in the Super Bowl? Mm. Can you still love him after that? Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I loved him a little, definitely a little less. A little less? A a little less. I think I would have gave up on him. It hurt me. It hurt stopped. me so. It hurt me so much that I like I tweeted something that I had to go back and delete the tweet next day because I was just like, <laughs> Cam Newton, you effing, you know, whatever you, word you want to put there because I forgot what I put. But I know I went back and deleted it the next day because just watching watching him do that play, man, that was that was alarming, a little well, like, eye opening. So like a little off topic, but I'm obviously a massive Dodgers fan. Like mm-hmm. ride or die, that's my life. Like I love the Dodgers. So. We've been to two straight World Series, and I fucking enjoy the whole ride. I talk shit the whole way we get there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're not going to, like, we're the best in the NL the last two, three, four, five years. We've lost the NLCS when we don't make the World mm-hmm. Series, but we made the World Series, had an all-time great World Series against the Astros, lost in the seventh game, fine, whatever, and then we just got outmatched by Boston, mm-hmm. but in none of those series did anyone just lose because of lack of effort yeah and just a lack of not giving a fuck we lost because boston kicked our ass and they're just better yeah and then the astros they just had more timely hits Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say that they were better but they were better because they won yeah so i I, i'm gracious in like the defeat so i like i'm able to accept it 
But if I looked and one of my favorite players just fucking quit on me in the biggest moment, like I would not be able to support. And that see, guy. I'm not gracious for that loss and that that whole journey there because I honestly like if we talk about conspiracy theories in the NFL and and, and like kind of it being staged, like oh. for sure I thought Uh-oh. they gave Peyton Manning that Super Bowl on his way out yeah. just because. The Panthers, oh, like the Panthers were so good. They were fifteen and one. It doesn't. Not only they did have a really good offense, but they had a really like star-studded defense. Yeah. Payne Manning in that Super Bowl was dog shit. Like he, I don't know if you saw him throw some. He, he threw like terrible. two interceptions. He yeah. got sacked a bunch. Like our defense was doing our thing, but our offense just seemed like it didn't have it that day. We had dog shit receivers, and I understood like they were getting locked up. You know, Jericho Cotri and like uh, Corey Brown and whoever the other guy, the third guy, I'm blanking on, but that guy, Bel- Kelvin. No, Kelvin was hurt that year. Oh, he didn't Benjamin even play. Benjamin yeah, so he didn't play at all that year. So that was, that's an all-time bad. It was Philly yeah. Brown. Philly Brown. It was Philly Brown. No, he, no, no Funches wasn't there. there. Yeah, so it was Philly Brown, Jericho Cotri, and I. We couldn't even tell you. Maybe Brent Burson, that the guy with the white oh, hair. Oh, dude. Cool yeah. Beasley. I I just I mean, and then you you counter in or you factor in that Cam didn't dive on that play, and it just. I don't know. My mind sometimes thinks like you know maybe the Panthers were like paid a certain amount of money like to not win that game, nah. you know? Because <laughs> no it's just like no way. when you look at I didn't even gather the because I remember the thing was number one offense versus the number one defense, right? The Broncos and Von yeah. Miller had the yeah. number one defense, but the Panthers had like the number six defense. You know what I mean? So like statistic and and the Broncos weren't nowhere near the top ten because Payne Manning was like horrible m- handing off. That was the Brock Osweiler year, yeah. right? Brock Osweiler got paid off that year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I thought I don't know. I just thought the Panthers were the better overall team. I think the you know the star the the stage was a little too bright for them. But I, I'm convinced that like someone paid them off to lose that game and, <laughs> and Cam to not die for that football. Hot take. <laughs> I just because you know what I mean like that to not even. It does look fishy. I'll yeah. give you that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I'll just everyone dreams in their own way. No, right. Hard. It was tough, man. It yeah. was tough because they weren't even competitive. Did the Red Sox and Astros get paid to win that one? Nah, they're they're the Dodgers yeah, they're just <laughs> nah, the Astros one it's just frustrating because like game seven you Darvish just didn't show up twice in the World Series oh my God. and then his whole life just went downhill after that yeah. so I don't know what the fuck happened he was an ace yeah. and then he just died yeah. that's, that's what so I always tell Dodgers fans that's, well I don't get but that I can live with more because he wasn't even ours mm-hmm. so we yeah. traded for him at the deadline and he just sucked and but I had a feeling he was going to struggle too because he was he came from the AL West. He came yeah. from the Rangers. And the, the Rangers have seen him. They played him like what twelve times a yeah, year. So like you know the Astros. That's, that's what I always tell Dodger fans. I'm like, you guys worried about the like Astros and stuff? Like try playing them. You know, you play them as many times as we play them a year. Like you wouldn't make the yeah know, playoffs. Like it, I think the NL West is like kind of I don't know. It's, it's kind of <laughs> the cave, Dodgers are fucking bro. loaded. We make the we'd make the playoffs. Maybe not win the division, but the division would be a wild card. In the the NL West has been like historically. Other than the Dodgers, like Padres, D-backs, and Giants. The Giants have like, won three World Series in the last yeah, what are you decade. About? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking I'm about? Yeah, I guess before that. I, guess I mean, I wish I, I would take the Padres in my division all day. I, mean, I would take the Angels in dogs. my division all day. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. But you wouldn't take the Astros. The A's and Mariners, too. Mariners came off choking. like hot. But the A's, the A's and Mariners are the equivalent of the Diamondbacks and the A's made the playoffs. I think, yeah, you can make that. A's made the playoffs. The A's and the Mariners are the equivalent of the Diamondbacks and Rockies. I would say the Mariners are like the, the Rockies, and then the Diamondbacks are like the A's. You know? yeah. like, A's made the playoffs. I, I would go opposite. The Diamondbacks would go make the playoffs, too. They just uh. they bounce first round or the wild card. Yeah. And, and, and the only other one is that you have to do with the Astros. Mm-hmm. But even if we played the Astros twelve times a year, one of us would win the division, the other one would be wild card. Yeah. But anyways, 
Anyways, um, AL West. Fan. I, we digress. Baseball. <laughs> um, I was wondering. I don't know if we have time, but I was wondering if you guys could help me go through the Bengals schedule, mm-hmm. game by game, because I'm biased. I'm, we're, we're going Let's 19 make a speed and 0. round. Let's just do all three. Yeah, we're going. We're going 19 and 0. So 19. Personally, 19 I'm thinking 19 and 0. Pull, right? pull up the Panthers. I'll pull up the Raiders. So, oh I mean, I already have mine pulled up. So I'll. Uh, I mean, all right. Week one, I kind of know. Have a feeling what you guys are going to say. Bengals open this the season in Seattle at CenturyLink. Russell's first game after that big fat paycheck scores predictions maybe or because I mean I, I Seahawks win that one okay um, I think they'll win by a touchdown I think the Bengals can be like sneaky competitive yeah and especially early on in the season they'll like everyone's healthy yeah everyone's healthy everyone's exactly healthy. Okay. so they'll be able to like sneak up on teams AJ Green Andy well. Dalton like you need Andy Dalton kind of like Derek Carr like you know he's below average average quarterback but he could take you some pretty good places like. He can he can shine in his moments. Just easy easy W for the Seahawks. Yeah, okay, second week I might actually go to this game. Uh, Niners in Cincinnati. Niners. Which I mean is oh. in Cincinnati. Oh no, no I think, way, I think dude! You got to give it to the Bengals. I think yeah, you there's give no the way. Ni- like Niners on the road. Niners on the road. I haven't seen too much from Jimmy G where I'm like sold on him being an above average quarterback right now. I just potentials there. I just don't think. Yeah. I mean, if we if we go zero and two, which we have before. But Niners at home, I I, I got I got to roll with the Bengals yeah. on this one. <laughs> Hooday Hooday Nation. That's Bay Area bias right there. <laughs> uh, week three, we're at the Bills. Or yeah, week three, we're in New Era Field at the Bills. At the Bills, I got Cincy. That's a winnable game. Yeah, since he can win that yeah. one. Thank you. Um, like I said, nineteen and zero. Week four, Steelers. I think this is a primetime game. Um, I think it'll be close. I just think somehow they'll find a way to. At Steelers it or it's in it's in Pittsburgh. So I think I, Pittsburgh will yeah, take the line in Pittsburgh. I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I think they'll find a way. Pittsburgh's not going to be that strong this year, so that that can be a t- sort of a toss up. I got Pittsburgh by yeah. a mile. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay, Joseph, go on. <laughs> I can't can't wait for the Raiders games. <laughs> uh, all right, we got uh, Kyler Murray coming up to Cincinnati. That one seems pretty easy. Bengals, Bengals need yeah. to win that one. Oh yeah, Bengals. All Bengals, day. that's a dub. Um, Bengals at Ravens. Kind of, this is kind of nice schedule. It seems like it's like home away, home away. So uh, away at the Ravens, uh, division game going to be a tough one. I I got to give the Ravens just because of home field advantage. I'm but, pretty sure Lamar will be figured out by this point. But I think the team around Lamar is good enough to kind of carry them. Okay. Yeah, he got figured out in the playoffs. He looked yeah. really good. True. I'll, so I'll give him. But it, mm, I'll give him the L just because I I also think that one on the road again a division game they always split these fuckers anyways. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying they're those the Bengals, Ravens, and yeah. Steelers are going to be so like close in talent together this year, like more than we have seen in the past. It's going to come down to coaching, and I don't know what Zach Taylor's going to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, at home against the Jaguars, um, Nick Foles. That's an L. Be, That's an L. Jaguars are gonna be legit this year. He'll be six games in. Jaguars. So? Leonard Fournette. My Jaguars. I can see. I can see the Jaguars slipping up right here. You think so? Though? Say, yeah. On the road, morning game, maybe. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give him an L. Uh, I just think. I think he's very confident. And the Bengals are that probably bad. like he's probably in that Kirk Cousins range. But yeah, he's just you fucking paid him that much. But he's you know how they call him Big Dick Nick. Like he plays with that kind of confidence, that kind of on prime time though. This, is a, this is a ten o'clock game. True, <laughs> he no, goes. He's going from uh, Peterson to what's homeboy's name in Jacksonville? Marone, Marone, I think. Marone? Yeah, Doug Marone. That's good. That's tough. Look, I'm gonna give him a dub he here because talent. because of what you said. He's Big Dick Nick on prime time. This is a ten o'clock game in Cincinnati on CBS. Like he's 
gonna be regular Nick. All right, okay. Nick. All right. I'll ride for the Bengals. I can ride with the Bengals. Okay, this one's gonna be tough because I think we're gonna lose, but it's in London. We play the Rams. The, no, yeah, I think it's just blowout. Uh, I don't think it's a blowout. Uh, it's uh, but it's an L. It's an L. Yeah, it's a two touchdown blowout. Yeah. yeah. Okay. L. I hope they get jet lag. Uh, <laughs> Ravens at Bengals. I think just for did you get did you give them a win I, on the last? I gave one them or? an L on the last. So I'll give them a W on this yeah, one. I'll go w. They're gonna split with the Ravens this year. Sweet. And then the last one. Okay, so this one's gonna be fun. Uh, Bengals in Oakland. Uh, Raider Nation all day. Yeah, I gotta go with the Raiders. Raiders. All right. That's gonna be a close one. That Bet. might be. That might be like probably the most. Bet. No. I'll be. I'll be there. I think. <laughs> all right. Just, just. I'll go quicker. Just okay. Is that all? Dub, dub uh, there's five more, but go ahead. Oh, I thought. I thought. You no, said no, my fault. One. My fault. Uh, la- sorry, I have it on two pages. That's why. So then after that, uh, it's again Steelers in Cincinnati. So that one, I'm gonna go L. Yeah, just split it. If you we, guys won the last one, split it. We can't. No, we lost the last one. I don't. Oh, I don't okay. think we're beating them though. Okay. Um, L, and then we have Jets at home. I think you beat the Jets. Yeah. yeah, you guys. That's a dub. Thank you. Uh, Bengals at Browns. That's a loss. That's a loss. L, <laughs> Sorry. Bengals at Patriots. Uh, L. L. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's late in the year. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, whatever. No, they turn it on. Later. Yeah, they're bad. That's, early if that's in the a year. December game. If, that, yeah. if that's a October in Cincinnati, game, since he's winning all, all day. All right, and then we go to Miami uh, before Christmas. So mm. that, that's a dub. Dub. The Dolphins can be pretty bad this year. Dub that doesn't. Josh Rosen puts up four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Dub. But Meaningless. The will give up six. Yeah, they still lose. <laughs> Meaningless dub right here, and then to end up the season and probably have some playoff implications. Break b- breaker. Baker Mayfield comes to Cincinnati to end the year on. Is Hugh still in Cincy? No, he's gone. No, he's, he's gone. gone. He's gone. So I mean, I I I still say the, the Browns sweep them. I yeah. think the Browns are capable of sweeping all three teams. I do not disagree with you at all. Yeah. Odell goes off for three fifty. So what is that? Six and ten. So or let's seven see. One, nine? two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven and nine. Seven and nine. That's not bad. I mean. Sixteen you're, you're picking in the top fifteen. Six, six, <laughs> we're getting we're getting just top fifteen and not to, not dropping a quarterback. Again, we're getting just <laughs> riding, riding, riding <laughs> at the All right, you go with the Raiders next. Let's right, break down this. Give me a dub or an L. Broncos L. at Oakland. I'm just kidding. Broncos at Oakland. Let's yeah. go dub. I say dub. Get Raider Nation walled up. And then uh, back to earth. Chiefs at Oakland. L. Take mm, that L. L. And then at Vikings. L. L, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, L. <laughs> I think I think L. Only this one is depending how we do the first two games. I think if we're hot, I think we can go in there and get a win. But I think if we come out super slow, the the Vikings don't really beat themselves. They just lose to teams that are better than them. Mm-hmm. So I, the Raiders beat themselves all the time. Right. So I think the Vikings. I think if the Raiders start zero and two as well, though, oh, they'll, they'll, they'll go in. No, I think yeah. they'll go into that game and it's like it's a must Do win. Do you think so? And I, I think, think they if can... they start zero and two, they're fucked for the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, I think they're. Damn, weak. They, they, they have a pretty tough the run. Yeah. yeah, they they have a pretty tough run. But yeah, have Vikings. Have you liked the Raiders for twenty years, dude? They don't give you a reason to see the glass half full. Yeah, true, no true. Way. You're right. All right, week four at Indy. L. L. See, I think that's another one where we could sneak away with with a good one. Yeah, but yeah, you can say that for a lot of games though. Then uh, <laughs> at or in London against the Bears, week five. Trubisky, fifteen mm, touchdowns. That's a no. Khalil Mack. <laughs> I, I think that's 10 the sacks. I think that's the Khalil Mack game. Yeah, he has fucking seven sacks. You think there's a reason they did it in London, not in Oakland? Probably. We got mm-hmm. fucking mobbed. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And then week seven at Green Bay. 
sorry. Yeah, L. You know what? I'll give you this Texan game, though. Week, week 8 at Texans. I'll take that Texans game. Dub. Week 9 at Lions. Dub. Dub. Week it's 10. a close dub, though. Close. Yeah. Don't be so confident. Field, 10, field goal game. Chargers. I think we split at the Chargers. No home. Mm. Home. I, I guess we, probably lose at home. They both of the both of, every time they play the Chargers, it's home. Yeah. No. Yeah. Home or away is home. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll you'll beat them in StubHub, I think. I think we'll beat them in Oakland too. And then Week Eleven Bengals dub. You gave that one a dub, so yeah. Week Twelve Jets at New, in New York though, so I'd, I think that's an L. I'd like to say I'd Sam Donald's like elite at this point, but they don't travel. The Raiders don't travel. They don't. Ever. No West Coast teams do though. Ever they don't so ever I, travel. That's an L. And it's a November 24th Gosh, imagine going from Oakland to London. That's going to be shitty. And then from game. Oakland back, and you have all those East Coast games. Yeah. It's going to be a tough season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then week 13 at uh, Kansas City. Probably mm, an L. L. But week 13, some injuries. You never know what's going to happen. I could see a sneak out one. Mahomes ACL. Oh. <laughs> God, no, <laughs> and then week 14, Tennessee. I can see him sneaking away with the win. There. I can also like see him coughing up an L because like the Tennessee Titans are like those weird. They're, they're always eight and eight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So they're never good. This is all. Yeah, bad. this is all pre. Marcus Mariota is like the ideal eight and eight yeah. quarterback. So and then week fifteen Jaguars in uh, Oakland though. I still take Jacksonville. See, but week fifteen is it a o- prime time game? No. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, if it's not prime time, it has to go to the other team. So <laughs> week fifteen in Oakland, that's gonna probably be the last. That is the last uh, game Raiders in Oko. Oh, yeah. So I think they come okay, out so right fucking hard. Yeah, let's give them that. I, I'll, I'll give them that game. Goes. The last game in Oko. going to be a tough opponent, though. Or they lose 42-7. Yeah. <laughs> Another home game in Carson against yeah. the Chargers. Yeah, I think they'll win that one. And then Denver, at Denver, week 17. Loss. Yeah, so I think that game's was that seven and nine too, right? That Damn, game's, we're just going, we're just going <laughs> seven and nine all around. Well, that game's are, getting these flexed. are below average teams, yeah. and we're all favoring them and giving them an extra game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're gonna be six. It and really 10. should be six and ten. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's see. For I, mean, I think out of all other teams, our teams, <clears throat> the best situation is the Panthers. They don't have a quarterback. They have two. You don't know that he's <laughs> hurt. They have two. <laughs> Supposedly he's progressing really well, <laughs> so I'm I'm believing in the reports. Uh, week one. They're starting off against the LA Rams at home, but I'm still giving them an L. Rams Rams play good on the road. Rams by a mile. Yikes. Then week two, they have a surprise primetime game um, Thursday? Thursday night. Thursday? So Yikes. it's a quick turnaround, but they go against the Bucks. So I think that's a, oh, that's still dub, a dub. Dub all day. Then after that, they play at the Cardinals, Kyler Murray and company. Dub. That's a dub. Then they host, no, excuse me, they go travel to Houston, play the Texans. I think that's another dub. Dub. Yeah, you think so? Against, I think, I think their, their defense will get after Deshaun Watson. I don't know. Deshaun Watson is nice. Dude. He is nice, but I think. And you, you got to cover. We have uh, Keekly. You Hopkins, need, it's Brian uh, Burns. Hopkins. Keekly. You got to cover Hopkins. Uh, and that's like week four, so I'm just gonna yeah. Will uh, homeboy that runs a four two. <laughs> Dante Jackson. Will no, no. Will something. Will, will Fuller. Fuller. Oh, he's yeah. healthy, so he's gonna get his ten touchdowns <laughs> in the first three weeks. I think, yeah, I think the Panthers, for some reason, I I think the Pan- Panthers beat. always start like 4-1, and 5-1. One, and one. They're good hot, they start really well, usually. I believe, I believe they'll be right for the Texans. This is their extra game that we give them. <laughs> Alright, cool. Um, then the Jaguars come to Carolina, play the Panthers. Primetime? No, mm, regular Panthers. Sunday morning game. The <laughs> 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 Jaguars only one of their primetime games apparently this year. Then they go to London and play the Buccaneers in London. I think that's another dub. Easy. Um, Panthers go to San Francisco, and I think I might go to this game. Play yeah. the 49ers. I think it's an L. Super Bowl, fi- an L? Super Bowl 50 hangover. Uh, 
Yeah, it's at that 50. same stadium. Yeah. I think I think that's a dub though. That's I don't too, think yeah. the 49ers are that scary. But I, I could be wrong about the 49ers. Jimmy G was hurt all last year. That y'all could be wrong about the 49ers. And you get Kyle Shanahan's offense with the whole year, Jimmy G, and you have racist ass Nick Bosa on the edge <laughs> with a better defense. Coming for Cam Newton. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll give him the L. Imagine Nick Bosa only has sacks against <laughs> African American quarterbacks. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would that would go. Twitter would go R. nuts. R. Peter I'm trying to think like his division, like Jared Goff never gets sacked. <laughs> He hits um, him and then carries Russell him back and Kyler up. just fucked yeah. <laughs> Um The Titans then come to Carolina. Dub. That's a dub, I think. So right now they're six and two, halfway point of the year. Then they go to Green Bay, take on the Packers, oh. non primetime game. Oh. I I think they can play. They play Green Bay really yeah, well. No, they're not going nineteen and zero. I know they're not, but okay. Close fine. L. We'll give them an L. Close L. Close L. <laughs> six and three. Then they host the Falcons. I think that's a dub. Yeah. yeah, they always split with the Falcons. So the I'll give you a split. split. Let's yeah, see, I'm down a split. So seven and three there. Then they, and this team has been owning us. But then they go to the Saints. That's an L. I'll that's give bad. another split there. You think they? I don't think they split. I think they always do. Chiefs. They always do. You'll split. They always do. You're not splitting that one. Yeah. Um, then the Redskins come to Carolina. Depending on how Dwayne Haskins Ooh. do, that can either be an easy L Haskins or. Yeah. But that's late in the season. I bet he has reps. I bet he's better. I bet they're. Nice. I injuries. bet they're in the hunt right there. Yeah, I bet they're near the hunt. I, so you're giving them the L. I think I'm giving Carolina the L. You? Give them an L. Wow. I think Redskins. Are, no faith playing. in the Panthers this year. The Panthers don't have a quarterback. <laughs> you guys are like six and. You guys are like eight and two right now. Y'all know my hot take. I think the Panthers. No, where's seven and I think four. the Panthers pick in the top four next year. Yikes! Yikes! I don't good. think you know Vegas play. odds had that too, and I was really upset. I don't think Cam Vegas never play. wrong. Uh, I think they they had him at five and eleven next year. Dude, and I was just like, he has a torn labrum. Vegas is not. He has to throw a ba- uh, he has to throw a football. It's heavier than a baseball. What's his uh? I he's week to week right now. He's week to week. Cam Newton. Like he hasn't he hasn't been able to throw for a while. He um, like barely lifted his arm up, and he's supposed to play quarterback for the NF- for an NFL team. But he's Cam Newton. Like, I'm investing. Trust me, there's been times where I'm like, dude, Cam Newton's not gonna do this, and then he does something freak. Like the time he got in an accident, but last, dude, but last year, accident, he did ball out. Last that year. time he the time he got in an accident, just like to refresh everyone's memory, he should have been out for like two weeks at yeah, least. And he, he did came, ball out after he that. came balled in like four days and had a football game and just like. But I think after he toughed through the whole season for you guys last year because you were right on the brink. Mm-hmm. I think he's. Stupid. I think he's just gonna sit out so he prolongs his career, which honestly is the but then smart you have, move. I think Will Greer is capable of winning them at least because I think defense like we should finish. Well, I don't know, but just to pause from the games really quick. I think that defense is capable of winning them six games, no matter who's the quarterback. You really think? I think defense, defense especially against. Dude, we could beat the Titans. Jackson. We could beat the Buccaneers twice. Well, anyone we could beat anyone. I think we should have. I'm saying. I think we should have done schedule based off like non non division opponents. Yeah, and we should just split everything. But else. I think our defense is capable of winning six games. Will Greer, I think I hope he's good enough to win that's at least. A good, that's a good win. At least yeah. three. So I think nine wins. Let's say eight, because let's say Will Greer can't win the third. I think eight wins is like worst case scenario for the Panthers, even if really? Cam Newton doesn't dubs. play a game. So if I said seven and a half, you take the over. Eight Dude, Will Greer is gonna have Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. Cam Newton had those, Cam Newton's had those guys last year, and you guys could have the playoffs. Th- he couldn't throw ten yeah, plus yards. Will no, no, Will Greer is different. He has no like arm strength as like getting the zip in. He can throw it deep, and he's accurate as hell. Like. That's so a, is Daniel Jones. <laughs> I'm out. Did you see that Daniel Jones hype <laughs> yes. video the Giants made of him already, like in the preseason throwing? A... Yeah, can you guys remember of a draft pick that got booed? <laughs> mm, 
couple. Was it? I, I thought wasn't Sam Darnold blue? All the Jets guys. Blew I feel like yeah, Jets. Jets, Jets yeah, just Jets are a hard out. franchise. They're like the Knicks. They're gonna boo every year. Remember yeah. they booed Porzingis. Yeah. So they're just kind of like a dumb. Maybe they knew franchise fans. Yeah. Okay, but back to the Red, the Panthers schedule. So, they lay loose Redskins, to the Redskins. No. They uh, go to the Falcons and we're splitting them. So they that's another L. Then they host the Seahawks. They always play the Seahawks tough, and they kind of like go back and forth every year. I'm gonna give them a dub this year. Um, so right now we're at like what eight and six or something like that. Then they go to the Colts and host the Saints. Probably lose two of those games, both of those games. I think they finish right at eight and eight. It was kind of what I predicted. I don't want to be high on the Colts, but it's kind of hard not to be. That team's so good. It, like structurally, it's just built so good. You, your first two picks are all pros. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Lux, no scrub. Like. And they protect them really well. I think the Colts yeah. are going to be worse this year than they were last year. I really hope so? they take a step yeah. back. I, I, it just really depends. I don't hope so. I just think they will. I really want to see how their defense does because defense was their only flaw last year. They couldn't. I, they I couldn't, don't like them at all. They couldn't stop anyone. Or the, good well, teams. They couldn't stop the good teams. Did they draft a receiver? No, right? Yeah, no. They, they, uh, uh, they got Paris Campbell. Oh, oh yeah, they Paris did Paris Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. But I, I think, I mean, that's my, if that's, if that's a hot take, I think the Panthers are capable. That, whether Cam Newton sees the field or not, Worst case scenario, they I think win eight, eight games. Eight wins. I feel you riding. I feel you riding for your team. I I just I feel like that's me even as a I feel non-biased like eight, eight fan. Eight wins, you know? like, eight wins yeah, for that, sure. There's a lot of bias. In Luke there. Keekley, Shaq Thompson, Kawan Short. They have a really good, you know, Eric. I Reed, think Christian McCaffrey, like, Dante emerges, Jackson, emerges as like a Christian McCaffrey is like a top five running back in my opinion. Yeah, you know, probably at number five. Utility, he, yeah, for sure. Because he's, he's he saw he could he showed last year that he can run between the tackles, and he can also he's probably the best pass catching running back. He's you think there. he could take? A, he could be a three-down back in between the tackles all season long. He kind of was last year. I mean, he, he has the benefit of like Cam Newton. He's, so he's so swollen He's now. so big. I don't know. I, said, like his rookie plus, year, his well, rookie year, I want to say. Do you think that lasts all season? Do you think he stays that big? No, not at all. But last year, see, the thing is, his rookie year he was skinny. Yeah. His next year he got bigger, and this year he got even bigger. So I think he's he's smart. Like he knows he's gonna take a lot of hits. Last he year he was big. way more durable and yeah. could run between the tackles. Much more than he did the first year. I can see that. So I think he's capable of being a three-down like back. Him. I like him. I think he's comparable to uh, I was, Kamara. I was bummed he was snubbed from the Pro Bowl team, but, I mean, the Pro Bowl is a yeah, popularity contest, really so it doesn't really matter. I think White, he got second team on Pro. So. White running backs get no love. <laughs> no, not at all. I think he's similar to Kamara, which, I mean, is also a hot take because a lot of people like to compare players that look like each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, think, I think they're just like – I mean, they're completely opposite in appearance, but – I think they both do the same things kind of good. Mm-hmm. They can both – you can see Kamara take one up the middle and score. You can see McCaffrey just bust one open literally the same way. Um, so, I think I think those two, for sure in that division, they're probably the best two mm-hmm. running backs, I think. Yeah, easily easily the top two. Um, yeah, I'd, t- I'd take McCaffrey. He's yeah. solid. Going back to your over-under thing, though, if they put, like – I think you gave, what, six and a half to the Raiders? You yeah. said if they give six and a half to the, um, the Panthers, I'd, I'd put a lot of money. Not on my life savings, but I'd put a lot of money on them well, going over. I think for the Raiders, I think it's just seven and a half. I gave them six. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Vegas I, gave them seven? No, I think I didn't. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the Panthers, I can see them winning seven. And I can see an eighth game where you sneak out one where yeah. like iffy iffy on. Yeah. But cause... I just don't think they're like a solid locked playoff team. No, they're not. Yeah. I think Obviously. depending on how Cam Newton is and how healthy, they can for sure return to the playoffs. Because um, I think they're – I mean, that's a tough thing. I, so, who, I th- so who makes the playoffs in – The Saints probably win the division, and then it's going to be either the Falcons or the Panthers. I don't think both of them can make it, but I think they're both probably neck and neck. 
Depends you, on who stays. You think two teams are coming out of the South? No, no. I said I don't think both of them uh, are going to make it because the NFC North is too good. That's what I was going to say. I think the Packers and Bears are going to be both contenders. And the Vikings. And the Vikings. You're right. And uh, the Oh, shit. The Lions aren't good. Well, I don't think the Lions are good, but... They'll be competitive. They'll be decent. A yeah. competitive 6-10 and 10 team. Yeah, competitive. <laughs> like the <movies. laughs> Yeah, and then the NFC West, too. The Seahawks and the Rams. So... Yep. I still, I didn't. That, and then you didn't even talk about I think the Cowboys, to, the Eagles, and the I think the only one team's going to come out from that division this year. That one's right. It's yeah. going to be the Eagles. Watch it be the Giants. Redskins. I'm just having nightmares. Like, I mean, I know everybody, like, shits on Jones, but in my mind, this is actually kind of a good thing because mm-hmm. what I do, like, I buy cards and stuff, and Daniel Jones stuff is going to be so cheap yeah. because of the hate. And if he just happens to be good or you know there's always that chance like you could write him off now but you know we really don't know until he plays like yeah. he might be the next mm-hmm. and if he's the next Eli that's a win I really um, want him to be the next Nathan Peterman yeah like they, they I really want them to do so bad in the game like Eli's struggling and like the fans are chanting you know we want Daniel they want and then he comes in throws like three interceptions you is, know in, a, in, one, in one half and they're just like whoa like, is Saquon see, Barkley I felt so bad for Peterman when that happened it is, wasn't even his fault it was his coach's fault that was but that was a terrible like that was a terrible team move too, no cause, was it yeah cause Tyrod Taylor you, Tyrod took he wasn't hurt that year. I know that's what I'm saying why would you bench Tyrod for no reason like, that's what I'm saying it wasn't it wasn't Peterman's fault it was the coach right. no that's what I'm Peterman saying Peterman was a rookie like mm-hmm. week four Five of his rookie season or something. I think it was like week eight. It was or, close yeah, middle there. of the season. It was in L.A. Though, and, can you and they got thrown in against the Chargers' dope-ass defense. Yeah. Do you guys think Saquon Barkley is our Barry Sanders? Or will, will be? He's, he's fucking raw. Yeah. I know. I, think he's, saying, I, like, think, I would think he's more like AP. They're, they're fucking raw. Just, I guess that makes sense. I mean, better. Because like, AP was... I would say AP was our generation's... Barry Sanders. He made, yeah, he made Sa- Saquon's is like next generation's AP or Barry. Because AP made so many like, moves the, and runs where you're just like, Whoa. Did he ever get close to He did with Favre, right? Ooh. To the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. He, they got close. But yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think the Giants are getting anywhere near there. Not anytime soon. Should have got Rosen. <laughs> got, I mean, that would be better than Jones. I just, Tank for two. I just think, like, I don't think he's, like, I don't know if he's going to be good or bad, but I think at six is just. Too much it's risk. Tough. Way too much risk, man. Yeah. If the Panthers a lot of pressure. ended up picking in the top five without Cam this year, would you want a quarterback next year? Nah. I put, put all my chips in and move rear. Keep building around him. And you, I think, you would take a tackle or something fifth overall? Nah, not a tackle. I don't think... Where, I think Whatever's popular. Yeah, whatever yeah, the biggest need is. Yeah, best yeah. player available. But what Probably if it's a tackle? Second... If it's a tackle, then yeah, go for it. I mean, you I know think we set it off as a tackle, but... If we suck the next few years, that's fine. I... I want Trevor Lawrence. Like <laughs> Trevor Lawrence would have been number one overall this year. Yeah. Like there's the I, I just can't wait for him. Um so you have let's see, so you got the like your playoff picks, like six on each side. Mm-hmm. Who do you who do you have? It's, it's I gets, early. I know it's rough, yeah. It's early, but AFC it's, yeah, it's all hard. I think the Chiefs, Patriots are locks. Okay. Um I think the Browns are as close to a lock as you can make out of the rest of the division. They're the favorite for sure. Yeah. I think the Colts will get in. Okay, they're your um, and win the division. You have two wild cards. I think they're they'll be slight. Like I think the Jaguars, Texans, and Colts will all be like neck and neck. Yeah, they're all, they always are. And the Titans will win like five games this year, just because they're the odd team out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, but I, I think the wild card teams will be something like the Jaguars, 
and then one of these three teams, whether it's the Ravens again, I think they're capable of making it. Mm-hmm. I think the Chargers are capable of making it. Ooh. And then I think the Texans are capable of making it. Yeah. So it's one no, of like no those Steelers, things. huh? Not all. No, no Steelers. All I right. I don't. I believe like that's another that. hot take of mine. I don't think they're gonna no, make that's the playoffs. A perfect take right there. I think I think they'll probably like best case scenario they win nine games. I think they're still gonna win because they have good coaching and they have like good pieces. But I mean, I is their coaching good though? I feel like their last season the show yeah. that their coaching was kind of flawed. Late game collapses and it's have, good enough to win them eight yeah, games though. True. I think with Big Ben and the you know James Conner and all the talent they have, I think they'll be good enough. I just Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I like that it's a circus over there. Yeah, like, let me just keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. What about you, AFC six teams? Um, it's Kansas, so early. Kansas City out of the West. Yep. Uh, I ride for Deshaun. I think he's fucking dope. Texans. I think he's, Texas is coming out of South. Okay. Um, Patriots obviously out of the East. Okay. The North. Oh, fucking Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. And then... Um, Patriots. Two wild cards. Two wild cards. Fuck the Chargers. Everyone's going to say the Chargers. They're, I so, think they're a They're going to be card. fighting for If it, they don't though. win the division, they're... I think they're I think the card. other... I think it's between Jacksonville and Indy. Everyone's going to say Indy, so I'll take Jacksonville. And then... Fuck, I'm riding for the Raiders. Give us a six seed. Let's let, let go beat. There you go. Let's, let's go beat Tom. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna go with Chargers, AFC West, AFC North. Yeah, Chargers winning division. Yeah, a- AFC North. I got um, the Browns, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patriots, and then in the South, I'll take the Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, my two wild cards will be probably the Chiefs. And Dude, imagine facing the Chiefs as a wild card. That would suck. Chiefs and Colts, I think, mm-hmm. would be those two. Um, I just uh, that, that South division's up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so unpredictable. Um, but yeah, I think the Browns win the division, which is kind of crazy for me to say. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Chargers and Chiefs, I think coin flip. You know, NFC is going to be tough this year. Just where I think I wish they could do an extension of the playoffs and get four wild card four wild card teams in. Yeah. Because in the NFC, I think it'll go Rams again taking the NFC West. I think you could flip flop either Packers or Bears are gonna take the NFC North. Mm-hmm. And then the NFC East, I think it's a two team race between. Well, I think the Redskins will be competitive, but I think they'll fall out. Probably win seven to eight games. I don't think it'll be between the Eagles and Cowboys for that division. Mm-hmm. And then all you know, three teams in the NFC South are gonna be competitive. So whether yeah. we'll just say give it to the Saints because they've been the better team the last three years. That's fair. In the wild card though, you have the Vikings and then whoever it's the Packers or Bears competing for a spot. Dallas. The Panthers, Falcons, Dallas, and then the Rams, not the Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, who I think could be better, yeah. but they'll probably be the the first team out of the mix. So you know that's that's like four or five teams that are competing for that those two wild card spots, which I think is gonna be tough. I think if I were to say today. I just go with Seattle because Russell Wilson always finds a way, and then I'd go the Homer Carolina. Um, I like yeah. you riding for Carolina. Yeah, if, if, I know if the not... Raiders have absolutely no chance to make the playoffs, <laughs> but oh, all right, I didn't talk about this at all today. Josh Jacobs is going to be dope. Yeah, so oh yeah, he's going to be super dope. I had to, I like I had to put that out there. But, yeah. You drafted him on your fantasy team, you think? Would I? Yeah, yeah, I would take him. Like, where, right where would you take him? 
I would take him probably in the like second late. or third round. Oh, wow. Well, because running backs go high. Yeah, so. running backs always go high. Yeah, so I'd, I'd take him in the second. It's so hard to get good running backs. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's a rookie, so you don't know what you're going to get. But if he goes off, then it's worth it. If he doesn't go off, then mm-hmm. the reach. Yeah. So I don't think. Mm-hmm. Like, I took Le'Veon last year hoping that he would come back. He didn't. <sighs> he did. But you, you got him, like, what, in the third, fourth round? Because I know everyone kind of strayed away from him, right? No, we had an earlier draft. So it was in the heat of, oh, Le'Veon might come back. Le'Veon. Mm. Every other day on NFL Network was, like, a different thing. Dang. So I think I had, like, the fourth pick and, um, like, the three guys I wanted were gone. So I yeah. Like, I, was taking Le'Veon. I think I had the fourth as well. And I just, I think I took Saquon. Yeah, yeah see, I, I was going to take Saquon. And then I was him. like... Ah, oh, fuck the Giants. <laughs> fuck the Giants. Oh, that. <laughs> that terrible. That was line. probably one of the best fantasy picks I ever made. Yeah. Saquon. I mean, it, it was rough because it's a rookie and it's in the fourth pick. I mean, yeah, like I wouldn't take Josh Jacobs fourth. Yeah, no, no, I would take him like fifteen. We didn't get to talk about going back to the draft, but is there anybody who you see kind of has like a Philip Lindsay year? Maybe not undrafted, but someone who's drafted later in the rounds, um, and you just really like the fit, and they'll kind of put up good fantasy numbers and kind of be like that. Uh, that cool unsung hero that no one really expected. I don't know. Um, that one I was trying to I think Hunter Renfro is going to be Cooper Cup. Ooh, yeah. I like that pick. Um, man, it's hard to say because, I mean, obviously Philip Lindsay is un- unpredictable, but I'm, I'm sure there will be a guy who everyone's like, what the fuck? Didn't expect him to. I mean, I really there's a bunch of guys I want to see do well. Like, I want to see Montgomery do well. Um, Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs, all those guys. But I think... Like the smaller school guys, I would like to see do well. Like I know the Chargers got a bunch of dudes from like small schools, um, but yeah, no, I can't. I, I don't know. I, yeah. let, me, let me let me find someone just to, just <laughs> to a, try to make a long shot. It's hard, it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint names. I think just because the Chiefs and it, it's a good situation, but um, the running back they drafted in the sixth round, Darwin Thompson. Oh yeah, I think there's a lot to like about him. He's pretty explosive. He came from a small school in Utah State, um, and just. Uh, you're going into a great situation. You know what I mean? Like, all the tension is going to go on Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, if he can beat Brandon Williams or even just, like, compete for a spot and then Brandon Williams ends up, you know, getting hurt for a couple oh, games. Oh, you know what? I think Darwin Thompson can fill in really nicely and be that nice, like, pickup at the, um, you know, week six, week seven in fantasy. Yeah, I, I got a good one, actually. Uh, Rodney Anderson, he's oh, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. Bengals, like, mm-hmm. definitely a homer pick. But, I mean, they say this guy... I mean, I guess he broke, he fractured his something in his neck or something. Mm. So that's always kind of scary. But I mean, when you see his uh, healthy film with like Baker Mayfield uh, playing quarterback, like the guy has a lot of potential. I don't know how many touches he'll get, like because of Joe Mixon and stuff. But I mean, if he comes out and runs hard, and you know, for Joe Mixon misses a couple games or something, and I'd like to see him do well. I, I just think like Ohio State. Uh, Oklahoma guys, they just that's just like the closest thing to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if he stays healthy and you know, and Zach Thomas is like uh, new and improved offense or something, I, I would really hope he balls out, and that way it would be easier for me to root for a guy like that. Are you a believer in Zach Taylor? Mm, I say Zach Thomas, the linebacker. <laughs> no, uh, no, I think no. I said Zach Thomas. Uh, Zach you Taylor. You guys went and got a coach Taylor. Um, Please tell me you caught that Friday night live. Tour. No, no, no. sorry. Um, I don't know, man. I, I mean, it is kind of cool to see that he had success with Goff. Now I don't want to say Andy Dalton's anywhere near Goff. I mean, physically they're probably similar, but I think it's the like time that Dalton takes to make reads and kind of you know even if it's like a millisecond too late, then Goff like it. Um, I think he just brings something new, and that's kind of you know, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a little weird. To the Bengals, but I think 
I mean, I'm down for it. it. It's better than if we kept Marvin another year. Yeah. Um, I just think it's time for change, and it's like, I mean, if this doesn't work, you know, at least we tried. Yeah. And I mean, we can figure out something else down the road, but um, I think the thing I'm most bummed out about is like you guys have brought it up is AJ Green window is like right has a year or two left so yeah um, I just think too if you could trade AJ Green and still get whether it's a first or just what would you get like what would you guys yeah what would you guys think of our receiving core without AJ it would be it's it, rough it's right? very yeah, yeah very rough but you could you know what I mean you could build so much off that kind of like yeah. the Raiders kind of did with Cleo Mack I really thought John Ross was going to be not at nine overall I, mm. in the moment you just knew it was a bad pick as a reach but, yeah um, last preseason he was healthy in the preseason and he mm-hmm. got hurt again yeah. But he looked real good in the preseason. He's there. he's productive guy, but so, I don't like when people say that because then it's like mm-hmm. he just scored from the three yard line. Like he had seven touchdowns, but they're all from the, uh, um, they're all from like the fifteen or in. Like he only had one or two. But he has crazy burners. speed, so I don't understand like mm-hmm. how he's, that's not getting utilized. Yeah. The speed doesn't translate all the time necessarily. Yeah. You know, running in a straight line is, is speed is different from you know game time speed. Speaking of speed, though, we didn't even get to talk about it. How'd you guys feel about DK Metcalf falling to the Dude, second round I like to the Seahawks? I like him to Seattle. I'm glad Russ got another weapon. I feel bad for Doug Baldwin. <laughs> and, you know, second round, he's a great value in the second round. Yeah. At nine, that was crazy when we were like, oh, Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> but at like, what do you go, 62 or something? I think like, 64, yeah. But in the yeah. 60s. I, I think that's cool, man. I saw that video of Pete Carroll, like, Take oh, that was like, fun. That's a good coach right there. Like yeah. that's that's what you have to do. Like I, I don't know what he was thinking as far as like um Pete Carroll will get the most out I mean, of I don't know. I just think like dude DK, you walk in an interview with a shirt off. No, he doing? did he didn't do that. He like got he they told him to do that. Mm-hmm. They told him to walk in without a shirt. Yeah. The coaches were like, How jacked are you, bro? How jacked are you? Yeah. And then they're like, Take your shirt off. He's oh like, yeah, that's so they that's their guy then. Yeah. yeah, sometimes okay. like the videos are like they'll show they don't give that context. Like, it yeah, did, didn't really. I just thought it was like a kid, like I mean he's young, he doesn't know how to walk into an interview or whatever. But <laughs> I just saw I was like, dude, no shirt, but then Imagine having that much confidence. As soon, <laughs> as, soon as Pete Carroll takes off his shirt, you should be like that's Okay, great. that's the team I want to go to. Yeah, because that's the coach that's been Pete was like, Oh, this is the guy with the shirt off, and he took his shirt off. Yeah. Pete Carroll's great. Yeah, uh, I, I think that, that's just crazy. I mean, I, I hope he does well. Like I said, he's in a good situation. Kind of like Darwin Thompson. Like, you have Russell Wilson tossing you the ball. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you have all the physical traits. I think it's just the mental. Mm-hmm. Maybe work a couple, two, like, moves in, into your game. Yeah, running routes. And you'll be, you know, I, I'm sure he – I mean, I think he should just excel on blocking and kind of spend his first year, like, developing a couple moves. And then, obviously, the 50-50 balls are – you know, so yeah, those are so, um, but I think he'll he'll be cool. All right, anything else, guys? No, we, seem, we seem to cover a lot. Thanks again for hopping on the show. Hope you guys hope to have you guys on for another NFL show yeah. closer to the season. Sweet. Yeah, thanks. Shout out, Danny Jones. <laughs> a friendly reminder: this podcast is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow us, share us with your homies, and if you really like this podcast. Be sure to leave a rating or a review. Kind of give an idea to new customers, not new customers, new listeners, an idea of what this show is all about. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, before I go, I'd like to shout out Generic Sports for the intro and outro instrumental that's playing in the background. also want to shout out to Vince Correa for creating the new My Mike and I design that you are seeing in your phone or wherever you're listening to this podcast. 
Last but not least, if you want to follow me on Twitter for great sports content, because I'm always posting my articles, this podcast, and some other, you know, hot takes for sports, you can follow me at underscore Noah Alvarez. Again, hope you guys have a wonderful Mother's Day weekend, and see you guys next time.